This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. and peace shawty low man uh welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of this week in culture episode 29 in fact we almost had 30 of these things man uh i am your host your esteemed black host just want to throw that out there because i'm proud of it uh ant wood aka trinidad ant now i got my dog with me jay what up what's popping jay johnson what happened shop talk podcast in the building and uh this week in culture we review killer mike's netflix docu-series trigger warning um real quick before we even get into any of that man thank you to all the listeners everybody who've been rocking with us everybody who uh who subscribed to the apple link um we thank y'all twofold one for subscribing and two for having an iphone um you know everybody who hits me every week like yo where's the android link you can find us on google play you can also find us on shoptalkpod.com and just search uh this weekend culture or probably the easiest thing for you to do would be to just get an iphone and follow the (laughs) link um (laughs) you know that might be uh probably your best uh suggestion but thank you to everybody listening everybody who provides feedback every week man we love it we love it keep it coming good or bad you can let us know when the show sucks um last week i know me and jay was both in here tired as fuck um and Kevin Hart's movie, as great as it was, was not the hypest movie ever. So it was just a tired week, but I thought we still had a pretty good episode, man. Speaking of tired. This nigga Jaden <laughs> yawned 370 million times since I got in here. I've been here 10 minutes. Um, yeah. But nevertheless, man, we're going to get into it. Now, as you all know, before we even get into whatever the topic is, we're going to jump right into them listeners' submitted questions. Uh, first question I got. Um, is from one of the homies on the gram. I don't like putting nobody's name out there. But she said, can y'all speak on this Chris Brown situation? For those that don't know, uh, earlier today or maybe last night, I'm not exactly sure of the timeline, but Chris Brown was arrested in Paris for an alleged rape. Before we even get into our opinions, I just read a moment Rake. ago. <laughs> rape? Rape? <laughs> rape? <laughs> Talking about the nigga that beat Rihanna. Rape? <laughs> rape? Oh, shit. Yo, Damn, that might be my favorite drop ever. Like um, 40 seconds in, we were rape jokes. This dog, is, this is yeah, not, no, no, no. This uh, is not yo, rape culture is not, Yo, Ann and Jay oh, want all the rapists killed and put in jail at the same time. But, um. Did you. Did you see this? I haven't seen it yet, but it's a video going around. Yo, I heard about it. I haven't seen it. Yo, all right, let's touch on that real so, quick. So, because I haven't seen it either. No, so I, I haven't know. seen it. I haven't seen it. I have no clue. All I did was see somebody say, y'all are disgusting for reposting that video. So then I jumped in the comments because I'm a curious nigga, and I saw what they said the video was about. So apparently there's a video of a young lady being raped in the club. I don't want to see this video. I mean, 
I ain't Damn. seen it, so I, I got no. I have zero opinion on it. I had um, some people talking. About it. We gotta watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, that don't, that's to, not wild. To give an opinion <laughs> on it, we would have to see it. But fortunately, we have not. So what we speaking on is completely because I've seen probably the comments that you've seen too. Um, I saw some comments saying that it was completely false. She wasn't raped. If you look at the video, you could tell. And then I've seen people saying the video was disgusting. So I got no opinion either way. What I do know is. Rape victims, God bless y'all. Rapists, y'all niggas is horrible. And if Jay catch you, he's shooting you with the 40, nigga. Um, but, yeah, I haven't seen that video, What's bro. going on? I mean, is it that kind of the thing where it's like when you get a new car, you see a new car, you see that car all the time? Like, this rape, the, sexual assault, niggas just being like overly fam, nigga? It's taking over. the. But you know what, though? I'm going to blame it on Trump. Because that's the energy he brought into America. But, like, has that been there all the time? And, we, and we're just now exposed? Yeah, like, are we just finally listening to the plight of the woman? Like, I think I think it's more than... And, again, I'm going I'm to attach it to Trump for that reason that you just said. I feel like because of how disgusting his background is, yeah. now we're paying more attention to women because it's like, basically, every woman he ever sexually assaulted was fucking ignored. And we voted that nigga in for president. Not we as in me, but we as in the country. Um, and now we like, I right, will never again. All you niggas is going to jail. If the president ain't going to jail for his many illegal transactions that he's admitted to on tape. All you niggas is going to jail. Um, so we getting everybody the fuck out of here. But it's a lot of that rape culture in the environment. And I don't like that energy. I don't like that energy at all, man. I love that we do have more women speaking up. And more people, shout to Terry Crews, um, that nigga speaking up, letting you know that niggas what grabbed his dick. You oh. remember that? That yeah. nigga said the agent grabbed his dick and shit. You know, shout men too. We be getting harassed. You know Hashtag what I'm saying? Hashtag men too. Hey, somebody harassing me. I'm getting harassed by like four women in the DM right now. I would advise y'all to stop because that nigga aunt will call the police. I snitch. All right, so listen, I'm going to talk about this singular incident mm-hmm. specifically with Terry Crews. Okay. All right. Because hashtag men too. Hashtag men too. However, well, it's not even a however, <laughs> but like if you somewhere in a public place, yeah. like and someone does something to you, yeah. like and you are not in any like physical harm, yeah. like I think you should tell them to stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Terry Crew, like I, I, I think you should tell them to stop or say, hey, that's not okay. Yeah, don't this, do that. You, you know what I'm don't saying? Do I don't like. Am I wrong in, in thinking that way? I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say you're wrong in that. I think Terry Cruz's whole angle uh, was had this happened to a woman exactly the way it happened to me, we would have considered it, you know, some type of assault, or maybe we just would have taken it more seriously. I wonder. I think that's his point. I wonder why. I don't know if it's human yeah. or what it is, but like every time we see something, mm-hmm. instead of taking it for what it is, we have to immediately compare it to something else. Yeah. Like when you hear a new song, oh, who do this person sound like? Yeah. Or yeah. somebody tell you something like, oh, that's kind of like when such and such, like it's. So I noticed that too. Is that how we learn? Of, or I don't. I noticed that in a lot of like, like social media, for instance, like say you get a woman that posts a meme about something men do. You go to the comments, guarantee you it's a man in there saying, women do that same. And it's like, and vice versa, because, you know, whatever. Um, shit, <laughs> women do that too. Even when, but, you, 
when you teaching and learning, like they'll say something, and then I got to give you a metaphor for something else for you to like. But you know what it is? You got to fucking listen to learn, not listen to compare, not listen to uh, to to feel. Just listen to learn what the person who's speaking about it is saying. Like yeah. that's nothing more, nothing less. Because anytime we go into oh, well, that's happened to this person, or he sound like this. Once we start that comparative shit, you open it up to nobody ever getting the point um, of what we saying. Like how <laughs> I, I probably got in trouble. I don't know. I could be. So I was talking to somebody. I was helping, assisting something, doing something at work okay. with a customer, a member, or whatever, and they kept saying, oh, that's kind of like here it is. I'm like, mm. I'm not. I'm not talking about no other situation. Yeah, talking about this I'm right here. Like you keep giving me examples of other things. Like I'm talking about this right this, now. This is singular. It. This is not a, a theoretical. Like this is <laughs> it. Like so, can we focus on right now and stop with the theoretical? So to that point, um, and back to the the Chris Brown accusation uh, that we opened up with, he was accused and arrested in Paris for an alleged rape. And a minute ago, Complex uh, Instagram posted that he's been released with no charge. It's been rumors all day that the person who accused him was lying. There were other people in the room coming out saying that she was absolutely lying. It was false, blah, blah, blah. So him being released from jail with no charge kind of adds to that. So thinking singularly to what we were just talking about. I'm not finna fucking hold that man over the coals for nothing else he's done. Cause I'm I'm never like I think Chris Brown's one of the most talented people on the planet. Um, but I've never been a fan of how he's moved post Rihanna. I think the nigga being like, you don't come off that and then join a gang and start rapping. Um, I don't think that's the smoothest shit. Man. But however, if we think in singularly I am not a fan of false accusations, so I'm glad that the nigga was uh, released. Listen to everyone, yeah, but believe only the evidence. Yeah, and uh, to an extent, no, not to an extent. Like believe what you can prove. Listen, don't don't summarily dismiss anybody. Yeah, listen to what somebody's saying, but don't avoid the evidence. Because just as much as we know there are victims out here that are not heard, we know there are plenty of victims who are lying. And they weren't actually a victim. Um, there are people out here. I don't know what this young lady's, uh, I guess, motives were. But from what it looks like, him being released with no charge, nothing was there. Like, they had nothing to arrest him with. And, again, hopefully that's accurate. Hopefully he was released because he really didn't do shit. Right. Um, cause well, that's, I mean, he in France. I mean, they don't really be playing like that. Yeah, no. Paris so, ain't just letting a nigga go back to L.A. Like, yo, 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 um, American status don't really mean a lot over here like that. No. Nah, they got a dude. They about to put on death row over in China for... I don't even a nigga from Canada. Well, if you say China, I'm just not. Yeah, no, they don't. China not playing no games, Joe. But uh, so that's my take on Chris Brown. I'm not even going to go into my feelings on anything else he's done for real. I'm just glad that a falsely accused young man was let go. And if at some point they found some evidence that he was, in fact, involved in some shit, we'll get back to it then. But right now, God bless that young man. Hope he stay out of trouble. Um, I know y'all niggas going to talk about Big Soldier. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> big motherfucking. Gonna hit that soldier. drop one time, man. Drake. Drake. Y'all niggas better stop playing with me. 
Uh, big soldier, man. Stop I mean, playing with soldier, dog. He a, a full, a full legend out here. That motherfucker took over my internet, bro. He took over my life. I ain't watched a video on YouTube that many times. That was an hour long in a while, man. Man, I just wanna, um, I just wanna, I wanna play something for you, dog. Go ahead. And um, I just don't think that this man gets enough of his just due. And uh, I think this other nigga need to get caught out on this um, this sucker shit he be doing. Okay. And uh, I don't think y'all niggas recognize how much Big Soldier, aka he Big Draco, your favorites, that influenced my nigga, uh, my nigga, um, Lil Drake, Lil Draco, yeah, Lil Draco, Young Draco. Cause um, man, peep this shit out here, dog. Oh, I think I know what you about to play. I look so good. I look this good I mean, this sounds a lot similar to uh, me. I'm good to come. I ain't went this hard since I was 18. I mean, I mean, apologize if I say hey, look, man. anything I don't mean. That nigga Drake went over to London for like six months and then came back with more life and half the shit on there was that London Skrillex, whatever the fuck they doing over there sound. He's um known to bite. And I mean, shit, I guess Steel. that nigga, hey, that nigga said, if Steel. I can't, if I can't have no ghostwriter without y'all clowning me, I'm gonna just bite the shit directly. Like, nigga, fuck it. Just known as steel. Yeah, man. Um, I was reading some comments too on that, uh, on that video comparing those two and niggas was like, oh, uh, I'm on one came out like a month before that. Came. And I'm like, fam, that don't mean shit in the world of nigga. So Soldier Boy got a song called "I'm So Conceited," and he was rapping about himself. And, yeah. And then Drake, you just happen to have the exact same flow and the exact same cadence. And in the world of the music industry, fam, it's shit that was recorded ten years ago that might drop today. You don't know when Big Soldier in that studio. So you saying Soldier Boy taking your swag? <laughs> nigga, because not, the history, not the nigga that made Pretty Boy swag. <laughs> because history could, would actually show that. Why did Meet Me have a bigger comeback than Soldier Boy? <laughs> I mean, I just want to know why. Dog, um, I fuck with Big Soldier. You know what I didn't fuck with? And somebody That's pointed me to this. That's my bar. He copied my whole <laughs> fucking flow. <laughs> So I'm glad we heard that voice because that lead me to my next point. I don't fuck with Charlemagne off the interview. The op- and it was a meme that I swear I meant to screenshot, but I can't find it. But I'm gonna just tell you what the meme said. That shit said, "Listen to the first 28 minutes of that interview." Yeah, Charla accused that man of being a drug addict. Accused that man of dog. It was like five or six things that they were like straight negative, and yeah. it all happened. And then they was like, "But the minute Charlemagne said he had a book out about mental health, first thing Soldier Boy said was, "Congratulations! I can't wait to buy a copy of your book." And I was like, "Damn." Well, listen. Hey, that shit had Charlotte looking back. You got to see the meme, bro. I did. Well, listen, but this is what I want to say. Like, y'all know why Soulja Boy was up there, though. Like, Soulja Boy, like, three or four days before that, was posting videos online. Snapping. And 
he was looking kind of weird. That was after the mudslide yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And at the very end of the video, after you saying I landed stuff and screaming at the phone, at the very end of the video, you was like, yeah. And then like you was looking real crackish. I mean, and that's like, the thing. I'm not saying Soldier looks healthy right no, now. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is like that prompted. Like that the was interview. the conversation. Yeah. So I can't then we I, then I can't turn around and be like, nigga, you said he was on drugs. Like that was the discussion. That's why we brought you up here to discuss yeah. all the things that you've been doing online. Like it's just it's one of them things that I've never been a fan of Breakfast Club's interview skills. Um I don't think they're the great DJ Envy and Angela are horrible. They can't interview. Charlemagne, depending on the guests, yeah. um, he kind of, he's up and down. Now, I think, obviously, his energy with, with Soldier Boy was great, but I did take a look at that first 20 minutes of I that mean, the whole interview. entire the whole entire interview, he was playing. Yeah, he was being facetious. The whole with interview, even with yeah, the, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You like, you're, you, it's mocking, we joking, we yeah. having fun. But I did think that, because I was like, damn, Soldier was genuine in that. Like, the one thing Charlamagne said he... Soulja, but he been playing this whole time. Hey, Soldier Boy the most genuine motherfucker out right now, though. No, this nigga's been playing this whole time. No, that because right. this nigga has repeated everything exactly the same verbatim on every oh, yeah. fucking show. I mean, like, shit. When you <laughs> when you on coke, you got to write this shit down. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> like, he, but he been playing. He Like, Soldier Boy, I don't think he on drugs. I don't think he crazy. I no, think he knows he exactly what crazy. he's doing. This is great marketing. I'll tell you what, though. I did not like... Like that, uh, that shit with academics and old girl. I did not. I didn't enjoy that at all. At all. Um, complex, y'all niggas are horrible. I just want to throw that out there. Um, and why does I didn't know that show was still on? Why is it on? Joe Budden left. Dude, do you know he took the numbers? Do you know that Soldier Boy, um, has a soldier pad? Yes. Um, the soldier watch, Got the soldier watch, got the get soldier, a soldier phone, yeah, the soldier console, yep, and they even have a so you remember how the PSPs used to look? Yeah, he even yeah. got one of them shit. That's a little hand boy. Yeah, so I I see people out there be like, man, these not your products. You actually just bought a company or some shit and slapped your name on them. Like, okay, every mm. Android device maker ever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong yeah. with that? That's how you, I mean, how's that not being an entrepreneur? Everybody because, from LG to Samsung to this like, is. Every nigga in the city who got a, a, a hat business or a t-shirt business, uh, fam, didn't you just go buy that hat on bulk and then stitch your own shit in it? That's a gilded tee, my nigga. F like th that's a champion hoodie, my nigga. Like so, did you, you put your logo, your logo on they shit? I only know a few um, designers out there who actually designers out there who actually sew and do their own, do they own stuff. stitching. And Everything shit. else, yeah. you bought it and you put your name yeah. on it, and it's. But that's so that kind of takes me into my whole point with Soldier. Um, I guess the bigger issue, it ain't got shit to do with him, it's with black people. We are fucking negative, bro. Like, goddamn, nigga. I ain't heard no music from Soldier Boy in a minute. I don't think. I don't know what y'all niggas out there stealing from Big Soldier. <laughs> but but what I will say is the nigga's still working. And as long as that young man's still me, working. I have a bigger comeback than Soldier Boy. It, what? Me personally, why, <laughs> fam? And it's like, yo, like, all right, it wasn't but four years ago when that nigga wrote uh, the yes bitch shit for Nicki Minaj and the pretty yes. boy swag shit. Like this shit is within the last four or five years, fam. Bro. Um, the drink with Jay Z, um, and Jay Electronica, mother. And shout out to Jay Elect for giving that man his props too, um, because that was big. That's a Soldier Boy song, yeah. Producing Drake would jumped on there too, yeah. We made it. Yeah, we made yeah, it. Nigga, yeah, nigga, we yeah. made it. Hey, you got to fucking acknowledge 
the contribution that he's making, but also just a hustle, dog. Yeah. Like, and that's that's what I hated most we about all, that question. We also have to notice that he trolling us at the same time. That's a fact. And he is exaggerating a lot of this shit that's at the fact. same time. So yeah. it's like I'm pointing out the fact that some of y'all be just too too bold, too crazy. But I do understand that he is trolling us. That's a and fact. Everything he's saying ain't true. It's all based on a true story. And a lot of the shit that he has, because I saw that, like, yo, Big Soldier got receipts for everything. A lot of the receipts he had, we got receipts for his receipts. <laughs> so it wasn't like the whole shit, like, oh, nigga, I made th- a deal for 300 million. It was like, no, nah, that was for 2 million. One that nigga said, nigga, it don't matter. 300 million it, is 200 million. That nigga say millions is millions. <laughs> So, like, shit like that, it's like, yo, all right, be a little bit more truthful and forthright in what you're saying. But, again, we respect the hustle up here, man, because me and JB, we be up here trying to be two hustling motherfuckers ourselves. So, shout out to Big Soldier, man. I hope, so this is my last point on him. I hope he utilizes this moment because the era we live in, you're here today going tomorrow. Like, niggas forget about everything. Movies, albums. He dropped some songs, but he need to drop a better one. He need to, first of all, he need to finish them joints he dropped because <laughs> all them bitches sounded unmastered and unmixed. Um, but more importantly, yeah, he need to drop a hit. You ain't drop no hit. I did see a video of him at somebody concert, and he jumped into that, uh, that you... And he oh, yeah, had the whole the, that fucking, was at the Barclays at the Yams. Okay, Yams that was Yam Fest or yeah. Yam Day or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. so listen, dog. Uh, I will say Soldier Boy was the nigga who put everybody on YouTube, rappers on YouTube. That's a fact. Do you remember Rich Nigga Shit? Mm-hmm. So he used mm-hmm. these videos called Rich Nigga Shit, Rich Nigga Shit Part One, Rich mm-hmm. Nigga Shit Part Two, and he was just being a true. Yeah. N-I-G-G-A. He was. Right? He was cooning his ass off. Cooning like lie. a mug. I ain't like, gonna lie. Rolling around in segways, burning money, <laughs> like just doing the most obnoxious, obnoxious shit, shit yeah. in the world, right? So then one day he put, it was like rich nigga part five or six or something. <laughs> like this nigga just, he is laughing uncontrollably. And he was like, all right, man, I got to tell you, I got to let y'all in on a little secret, man. Yeah. Because at this point, he he's ruining hip hop. He yeah. did everything. Everybody's. On the comments, oh, I, I hate you, you fucking suck. And people arguing back and forth in the comments. He was like, listen, man, I got to deal with YouTube. Mm. Every time y'all come and watch my video, every time y'all watch my song or watch it strong, I get like one cent per view and I get five cent per comment. So every time y'all come on here mm. talking shit to me, like I get kind money in my pocket. So yeah. now how, you know, YouTube is monetized for damn near everybody. Yeah. He was like the, he was him. And then shortly after it was 50 Cent. Both of them was signed mm. to um, uh, Interscope at the time. But mm. he was the first one with a YouTube deal. So like every time you go and watch his, 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 his video, like you giving him a spin or whatever. Yeah. And every time you go back and comment, in, o- in order to go back and comment, you give it another view because you went back to yeah. the URL and then you making a comment. So he just was bust out laughing. It was so funny. Yeah. I'm sure everything is still online, but oh, yeah. look up them rich that nigga That nigga was telling you all to search so much shit on that Breakfast Club interview. Like, no, nah, Soulja ain't removed nothing from online. But he was an innovator in that regard. Like, yeah. he was one of the first people on YouTube, like, really monetizing this shit uh, in hip-hop. And, I mean, again, you can question his methods, but... It's a method to his madness, nigga. I'm going to just say that. You also can look up on YouTube uh, in that 
wild shootout he said happened. Yeah. That didn't happen like that. Yeah. But he did shoot a nigga five times. Yeah. And a nigga was on tape and he told him that, yeah, I slapped him twice. Yeah. And then he pulled his gun out and he was like, what 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 you gonna do with that? He said, then he started shooting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's a different version of the story. Hey. But it's still a good <laughs> hey. I shot the nigga five times. Then he showed the then he showed the bullet wounds though. Hey, nigga, shootings and shootings. He got shot once in the arm. He showed one in the front of his thigh, one on his side. Then he said he got the other two in the ass while he was hey, running away. Millions is millions, shootings and shootings. Now soldier did talking about he shot him. He was on the ground. He pulled his mask say, pulled off. His mask and said, oh like, shit, I know oh, him. <laughs> shit, boom boom, shot him some more times. And the, like, that might right, be nigga. my favorite video ever, bro. Like, him mocking that shooting dog. Did you see the one when they threw belly on it? Yeah. Man, dog, that shit is great. That low key might need to be our work. <laughs> that might be some. Uh, all right, the homie um, Shay Jones off Facebook. Shout out to Shay. Uh, she said, "Can you guys touch on the hate for Kamala Harris now?" I don't get it. This is wild because I was on the same tip this morning on Twitter, and I just tweeted, "Who told y'all to do this to Kamala?" Mm-hmm. Like, cause. Because y'all don't do shit by yourself. No. Nah. Like, who told you? you gotta who, be who is behind the hate and the slander? We live in a world of influencers. Uh, and first of all, for those that don't know, uh, U.S. Senator Kamala Harris, black U.S. Senator, black woman U.S. Senator Kamala Harris, announced last night uh, that she was going to run for president in 2020. Yeah, so we kind of, well, I, I already knew that she was going to announce on uh, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Um, I forget where, I, I think uh, Angela Rye has said something about it. Okay. But for, 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 for long story short, it ain't been 24 hours since she announced. And no, then all, all day yesterday, I see people on my timeline, don't vote for her, this, that, this. I'm not saying that she, don't, she got my vote. I'm not saying nothing about it. What I'm saying <laughs> is... Who told y'all to attack her and just say don't vote for her? Because, let me say, 45 days ago, she was black girl magic when she was drilling the fuck out of Kavanaugh in front of the mother for two fucking days. Y'all had had nothing bad to say then. Going in. But Um, now all of a sudden, somebody put the battery in in black Twitter back and told y'all to do this. And now y'all doing it and you don't understand who you working for? So it was funny. I saw uh, I saw this comment a lot, but one of my homeboys that posted it, I did comment. Um, he had said something to the tune of, I'm not voting for nobody just because they're black, which I agree with. Facts. Facts all day. So my comment on his post was, yo, I agree. But what about her right now? Right now. Don't tell me about four years from now when she run or next year when she run or whatever. I said, what about her right now would make you not vote for her? And to this point, I just looked a minute ago. He still hasn't commented because he don't know shit about her. He only posted that because he's been seeing people. T- oh, I don't know. You don't know shit about Kamala Harris. She ain't even a senator in your state, first of all. First off, you lying. The big facts. You fucking lying. Because all you so, niggas so, voted for Obama because so he was like black. This. That's a fact. So you got fucking Donald Trump versus random black person. Yeah. Who you picking? Nigga, I thought you was about to say versus Randall Cunningham. Nigga. <laughs> and even then I was gonna vote for Randall Cunningham. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in real life. Yeah, no. Donald Trump Fam. versus random black person. Fam. You know the fuck you not voting for Trump. If it was Donald Trump, the only way I would and even this, I would question my vote for Trump. 
is if it was like Trump versus like the lady that said nigger pies in life or some shit like that. <laughs> like it got to be like a blatant racist uh, who's more blatant than Trump. And that's the thing. Like, I don't give a fuck what black person is his opponent. I am voting for his opponent, fam. Like, no, that nigga's horrible. I'm not voting for nobody be- just because they're black. No. I'm not voting for nobody just because they're a Democrat. Because yeah. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Mm-hmm. I'm not nothing. Jason Green and a motherfucker. I'm Jay motherfucking Johnson. That nigga's a libertarian. I am who make the most sense. Yeah. Like, if you tell me who your political party is, mm-hmm. I kind of question you a little bit. Only because you've made up a decision before you heard facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to say I'm nothing. I'm going to listen to two people make an argument. Yeah. And I'm going to say which one of these people helped my current agenda. Yeah. Because what I vote for in the next four years may not be what I need in my life the four years, four after, years after that. that. What am I doing in my life and who is going to help me achieve that? That's who I vote Or I'd be like, I don't like either one of you niggas, and I'm not going to vote. <laughs> because, look, I get the whole the vote. We, I get it, right? Yeah. But if you voted for President Trump right, and you got him now, don't talk to me about nothing bad that's going on. Because people always be like, well, if you didn't vote, you don't got no reason yeah. to complain. No, if you voted no. and you voted for this, you don't complain because Yo. this is what you wanted. Everybody who voted for Trump, please uh, at me or like <laughs> hit me in my DM. I just want to have a convo with you. And by convo, I mean I'm going to pull up and beat your ass because uh, you horrible, nigga. No, but I, I agree with your point. Uh, to vote for someone singularly based on party is really why Trump's in there in the first place. Because you have a billion Republicans right now who try to back him and keep a straight face because he's their party representative, when in fact they know this was the worst shit that we ever could have done for the party. And to vote for somebody because he is the opposite of the the anti, of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm getting set up. Yeah. Like I'm feeling, like this is how I personally feel. Oh, he's a, he's a every man and he's a... This is how I feel right now. I feel right now mm-hmm. they're... Trump is fucking up so bad that whoever we get, oh, please bring this person yeah. in. You know how America do. We going to pump I, up a nigga who terrible too. America creates the problem and then offers a solution. Mm-hmm. A solution that you wouldn't normally pick. I create a problem, then I offer a solution. So we going to fuck this shit up really, really good. Yeah. You're like, please, give me Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> and then we going to be really messed up. So I don't know, man. I don't know why y'all doing this to that to that woman. I ain't had a chance to to, to break down all of her stuff. It's been floating around. When yeah. have, when have y'all done this before though? Yeah, I. When has twenty four hours after somebody announced, you can go to Black them. Twitter we and get that whole record? Like when yeah. did this start? They pulled the fucking rap sheet on Kamala instantly, bro. And I hate it because again, like you said, this wasn't two months ago when she was murdering Kavanaugh up there that y'all was applauding her, but it wasn't. A, what, a year and a half, two years ago when y'all was applauding her for becoming the fucking first, first black female senator in what, California? Like, y'all were just on her side. And now y'all, but that's how quickly we turn, bro. Somebody told, like, it's, that's this is how, just how I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe there are influencers out here. Mm-hmm. And all it to end, they may not be like a superstar. It may yeah. not be a movie or actor, yeah. but social media wise, there are different influencers out there, and I, they are paid and they bought and they purchased 
and they can say something, retweet something. And once yeah. some shit's going, oh, that's the narrative that we own. Yeah. Let's, let's go follow. It. They run with it. I agree. Now, speaking of influencers, and I wanted to throw this out there because I just thought about it when you said it. Have you watched the uh, documentaries or docu whatever on the Firefest? No. Fam, you have to watch them, bro. The one on, I wasn't even going to watch the Hulu one because I watched the Netflix one. I thought I had enough. I didn't watch it just for the reason I just said. Yeah. Why did everybody watch that this weekend? Fam, I'm going to tell you why I watched it. Because I got to see white people look so bad. <laughs> and it was so funny. To like, me. I think I know but why no, everybody watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, Joe um, Buttons talked about it on Saturday on this podcast. Yeah. And so everybody went and watched and it. And see, that's so that kind of pisses me off because... I watched it like I was asking a couple of my homegirls who Hulu I be stealing uh, if they had watched it yet. Like I've been anticipating these bitches, and that was, and low yeah. key that was like a under the cover, under the table pay sponsorship for both because they just kept saying it's one on Hulu, it's one on Netflix, yeah. and yeah. they and basically everybody went and watched both of them. Yeah, no, based I, uh, upon the most popular podcast out there right now. And see, well, that's what pissed me off too because. The way that niggas were, because you know me, I'm going to go read comments and do all that. The way people been talking, everybody's like, oh, watch the Netflix, watch the Netflix. You don't need the Hulu. Fam, the Hulu one was way more detailed in information and a lot. They both provided different angles, but it's a good-ass documentary. I would recommend if I had to pick one over the other, probably the Hulu one because of the depth that it went into. But it was some shit missing from the Hulu one that was in that Netflix one. So it was an entertaining two hours for me uh, watching both. But I will say that shit was fucking that influencer shit. That's all it's about. Somebody said this is two things. Influencers and exclusivity. Yeah. We live in that world right now. So if you tell me that I can be the only person or I can be one of limited amounts of people to do something, I'm on it. I'll pay you a billion dollars. Because... We love to look fly. I mean, like, I love to be in a position that you're not so yeah. I can make you feel less Less. Than. And so I can hey, show you. did you see that in this VIP section there's yeah. another rope? And they if pointed you- to something that I've actually hated for a long time, and I'm glad that other people, because I've known this existed for a while. A company over in, I believe, in Russia will let you pay to come sit on a private plane or a private jet and take like they set up the photo shoot on a private jet. They put a little green screen cloud outside your window, make it look like you really took off. Whole time you ain't left the fucking runway. You in a hangar. I wonder how much that costs. I think the fucking starting US was like fifteen hundred for like a twenty minute shoot or some shit like that. I need to do that. Something like crazy. Not as in like me do it. Like I need to offer that service. Mm-hmm. Cause if Fam. you if you niggas want to be popular that much, I got it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I got a green room. Screen, yeah, that's screen what room I'm saying. Over Fam, here. I will go over there and draw a fucking jet and have that window looking I real. Will digitally impose you in anything. Yeah, man. Uh, if y'all niggas is trying to look fly, hit up uh, this weekend culture Instagram or Facebook, and we will put y'all niggas on a green screen. But yeah, man. Uh, social media influence and and that exclusivity is a motherfucker, boy. And uh, dog got six years, so. Hope he uh, enjoy that fire festival. I feel no. Remorse. No, I I'm trying to figure out how I can get Ja Rule locked up because you was all in that shit, bro. Man, I haven't watched that shit yet. Yeah. I, I say that, but I just think that Ja Rule was put the money up and thought I was about to be in on some ground level shit, and I could blow up and get my entre- get my mogul shit on. 
Like, I doubt niggas was calling Ja Rule, like, hey, fam, we need you in the meeting to discuss the fam. food in the in the liquor register. Like, I just don't. Here's what I hate about us. And when I say us, I want to make sure niggas know I'm talking about black people. When we go out and become the face of something, I hate when we do it because so often we don't know what the fuck we're representing. And that's what happened here. And that's where I'm like, Ja, you are so lucky to not be in fucking jail. right, Nigga, you just got out. But you know why that is, though? What? Because we put so much, we put so much of a price tag on acceptance mm -hmm. from corporate America mm -hmm. and from the establishment. Yeah. Look at Jay-Z. Yeah. He, he's a corp. He's a businessman. Yeah. Like he gets so much love and admiration yeah. because he moves in certain circles, and now that's the premium. Yeah, you've made it when you. It's funny because you invest in you all this. To, yeah. Like when you in the hood, you made it when you kill niggas, mm -hmm. when you sell drugs to your people, when you floss on other people, mm -hmm. and then when you want to you want to be respected out of something else. Now go hang with the white folks. Yeah. Now you're in yeah. this. So now I'm like, well, I want. I want I want that type of love yeah. from my people. Yeah. Because the only way that my people are going to show me in in real love is yeah. if I'm go I'm affluent and now I'm in this upper echelon or whatever. So yeah. I'm gonna attach my name to anything so I can be like I can get my love and shit back. And hey, I don't I don't like that. Hey Ja, I'm gonna tell you something that might help you out, bro. Uh invest that money in some black shit. How about that? Let's start there. Um. So yeah, that was it's fire a perfect fest. segue until that first. Uh. Oh yeah. Oh, we gonna talk about it. Uh, cause I got more. I got more bars. Um. Real quick. Last couple users submitted joints. Uh. How did, <laughs> this is what we was laughing at at the top of the pod. If y'all niggas here, cause this shit was hilarious. Um. I asked Jay. Uh. One of the homies submitted on Instagram. How do y'all feel about Travis Scott knowing that Big Boy is gonna appear with him at the Super Bowl and uh. And I didn't write it down, and now I'm slipping on her name. What's old girl that's finna sing the national anthem? Uh, Gladys Knight? Gladys Knight, yeah. Well, how do I feel about... I was about to call her Nancy Grace. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck how do we feel about Travis Scott now? Now that we know Big Boy is appearing with him. Nigga, I've never felt nothing about <laughs> Travis Scott. <laughs> Has that, have you ever heard that nigga talk? That nigga. I don't know if I've ever heard him speak other than... Uh, Straight up, like, <laughs> and I love that shit. Like, I love that shit. Have you ever like heard him um, no, talk? No, I've never heard the nigga actually say words. I don't know outside of his songs. I, oh, um, you know what? I, I take that back. I did hear him talk before. Um, you know what? Dislike. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I heard. I'll tell you what I think about him. Uh, this nigga Jay, they'll never say shit around Jay because he will pull it up. I will get the receipts <laughs> on you whole ass niggas. Dog. I know what you talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for those waiting uh, on Jay to get this together, he is pulling up that Mike Brown comment that Travis Scott made that he got a lot of flack about. And I could tell when you keep bringing up Sid Vicious and what that kind of angst and anger and performance yeah. and art and things. So, you know, I, I grew up in that, too. Um, talk about it, though, just of what we yeah. see going on in Ferguson and young people. Talk about um, well, on Ferguson, I don't think I'm not. OK, <laughs> you're not surprised that things is bubbling up the way they are. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like angry that so many black people are acting like fake activists. And like even just like, you know, publicity and we're still talking about this, like, you know, what I'm saying I'm not saying Mike Brown was just like an evil person, but I'm not saying he was perfect either. And I'm not saying he deserved to get killed. He didn't. But I'm not just I'm not saying that he didn't deserve to like, you know, get like pay for consequences that he probably inflicted. See, that's what's like wrong with black people, man. Like 
I feel like, man, just like in culture in general, man, like once something happens, no one like knows how to move on without just like causing like a disruption. Mm. There's no like peace value. All right, man. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that said, that's how we feel about Travis Scott. Fuck Travis Scott. I, don't I really ain't give never a fuck. really felt like, another. I ain't never felt the way about that nigga. And yeah. This same attitude is why it's, our voice is unheard. And that this same is, attitude is why it wasn't surprising that he's going to do the Super Bowl. Last week when yeah. the R. Kelly stuff was going on, everybody said, oh, this is fake outrage. Mm-hmm. As if you can't be outraged that a man is having sex with a kid. Yeah. As it, and this gentleman just said, yeah. Oh, it's fake outrage. Yeah, I hate fake activists. Fake activists. Yeah. Fake out because you cannot possibly want to voice your displeasure mm-hmm. about police killing an unarmed man. Yeah, with his hands up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Because regardless of what he's talking about, like f- video has been released. Yeah, like Mike Brown didn't steal nothing from that fucking shop. Cause remember, remember they they used the videos and made it seem that like was he was the, stealing some yeah, swishers and shit. Yeah. He had paid for that shit earlier mm-hmm. and left it like that. It wasn't. And here's my thing on that, real quick. Um, cause we wasn't recording this podcast back when all that shit happened. I don't give a fuck if Mike Brown stole forty swishers out that bitch. He was unarmed. He was killed. What we talking about, fam? Like what we talking? That man, even if he had stolen them swishers. Deserve to go home that night. And the, that's just a the, fact. The officer that pulled up on him was not responding to that. Yeah. He it, was. Oh, yeah. The other part that yeah. they forgot about. So, because you keep trying to attach. Yeah. Like, anyway, long story yeah. short is I don't think nothing about Travis Scott. Yeah. I just had to remember if I ever heard that nigga speak. And the first time I heard him speak was some nonsense. It was foolishness. And I didn't like the little slick shit that happened. And we're going to get off Travis Scott. But I ain't like that slick shit last week. When uh, they was out throwing it out there, and I'm sure his people was a part of it, saying that he spoke to Colin Kaepernick before accepting and agreeing to do the Super Bowl. And I'm glad Colin's girl, Nessa, got right out there and was like, yeah, he spoke to us. And Colin told that nigga, don't fucking do it. And then he did it. So don't play that position like Colin gave that nigga the fucking okay. And I was arguing with niggas online because that's what I do. Yeah, um, about that's a fact. This nigga was like, oh, Colin, see what he did? He's a fake leader. He's turned his back. I'm like, what the fuck is you talking about, nigga? Fam, he told the nigga don't do some shit. The man did it anyway because that's his right. He a grown-ass man. If he want to do that shit, go ahead. But don't use that combo that me and you had to play that position that I gave you the okay and I gave you my blessing because I didn't. Listen, man. I'm standing firm in my skin, so y'all fuck can, you. Y'all can do whatever y'all want to. I don't care who performing, who not performing. Um, I'm not watching this shit. I don't support the NFL. Um, if I'm somewhere when that shit is on the television, I'm yeah. not about to make everybody where I'm at turn their own TV off. Because that's my, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't inflict my yeah, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You ain't getting no views for me. I'm not interested. I'm not watching. I don't really support y'all. Yeah. And officially, NFL is... So you know a nigga tried to scoot, sue the NFL a couple years ago. Oh, it's a nigga trying to sue the NFL right now for the Saints. Um, and they in the lawsuit, it yeah. was unearthed that the NFL is technically classified as sports entertainment. Okay, aka this WWE. Shit, this shit don't that, gotta yeah. be real. Like yeah, I can rig a game, I can do whatever. The only thing, I, my only responsibility is to put on a live event mm. every week. Mm. So sports entertainment. He tried to sue them because he said the ref was cheating. He was a, a, a Jets fan or some yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? And under those, in the documents that somebody yeah. just sent me yesterday, NFL is sports entertainment. Mm. It's not real like that. Mm. Uh, last thing on the NFL, a lot of you niggas that's fucking with Tom Brady and 
his MAGA hat that keeps being on his head or in the background of every interview he does. Um, a lot of y'all niggas was trying to talk to me about Kanye West and his support of Donald Trump. But you supporting that white man that supports Donald Trump openly. I don't understand you niggas. You, do you remember? I guess it was like last year. They asked Tom Brady what he thought about the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. He said he hadn't heard about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Tom Brady on a team full of black people. Thinks they don't know nothing about it. On a team full of black people, some who kneeled last year when this was a thing. He had no clue. Um, of course he has no clue. But you niggas keep supporting him. I hate Tom Him Brady. and Donald Trump are friends. They're best friends. Them niggas fucking golf and shit. I don't golf with niggas that's uh, racist. Freaking Donald, I mean, uh, what's this? What's the coach's name? Bel- Belichick, Belichick wrote Donald oh. Donald Trump a letter ne- of endorsement. But hold up, fam, we can go all the way into it. Robert Kraft, owner of the fucking New England Patriots, is one of the most openly racist motherfucking Republican voting ass nigga. And Trump is his man. All y'all niggas who want to cancel everybody else Ooh. until it starts to impact your actual life mm. and what you actually do. Mm. I'm hey. not mad at you. I just think I have a less. I just think less of your arguments. Now. No, no, no. Um, and and that's a fact. But y'all, Robert Kraft was a step from calling y'all niggas niggas. But then that nigga went and talked to Meek Mill while he was locked up, and y'all forgave him for all his sins. Woo! Black people love canceling black people, but boy, when we gotta cancel the oppressor, let's we get on Kamala Harris. Woo, though. Let's get her out of here. Woo! Kamala 20, out of here. Kanye out of here. Two hours after she announced, we on, on Martin Luther King Day. Hey, we here, out there destroying a black woman. You heard about all that shit with Erica Badu and DeBrat and the R. Kelly comments. I heard all the backlash that R, that that Erica was getting, and then uh-huh. I actually saw what she said. Yeah. And look at her drunk like she why y'all attacking yeah. her? But we gonna cancel her. She That's said, the thing. Her whole thing has been love. She she even reposted a video she posted like in twenty fifteen or yeah. twenty sixteen where she was like, I pray for the slaves, I pray for the slave masters. Everybody yeah. needs to be I want everybody to be free. You I want you to be physically free from your bondage and I want the oppressors yeah. and the slave masters to be free from that negative way of thinking. Like yeah. it's different. And here's what DeBrat had to say about R. Kelly. Uh, TMZ asked her, you know, about her whole take on the the R. Kelly series or whatever. She goes, that's a rough one. I do think he needs help, but I love him. I grew up with him. He's kind of like family. We had the same music teacher. We were around the same circles as kids. I've never seen him do anything bad, but I don't believe all these people are lying. But at the same time, where are the parents? So I think he needs help for sure, but I love him. I hope he don't get mad at me, but I do think the parents need to take responsibility. Where's your 14-year-old child? Why aren't you there? Something is wrong with that. That was DeBrat's statement. Um, she's been getting killed I same way her, Erica's I, been getting I, killed. I understand that. That's such a touchy subject that I get. So the thing is where she probably catches some flack is where was the parents? And yeah. da, da, da. Well, I'll tell you right where it was, but at the same time. Don't go so because if you would have been like, look, man, like this my friend. Yeah. At the end of the day, like this yeah. my friend. Like I know him for a long time, and I understand all the bad yeah. things that y'all saying. But every time I've ever had any interaction with him, I've, I've never seen, seen that. Yeah. But I don't think all these other people are lying. So Her, I think you need help, blah blah. blah. If you would have chipped right there, right there, cool. But when then when you bring into 
Like, hey, it's another. But at the same time, it's another person's fault. Yeah. Nah, it's not really another person's fault. And that was the whole. Uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, one, you slipping. Um, but two, that was our whole point. Like, yes, there are several heads that need to roll with regards to that R. Kelly situation. But at the end of the day, R. Kelly's the problem. Do you see period. Sparker on uh, the Breakfast Club? No, I refuse to watch anything she does. I think you should watch it. You think it was it was worth that? Yeah. It was worth that? All right. And she um, was telling the kick, and she was like, why the fuck y'all keep being mad at me? Yeah. He, she like, listen, I didn't just introduce my niece to him. Uh-huh. I introduced my entire family. Mm. Like my mom, my mm. dad, my whole entire family was into music. And yeah. everything that we've done together was yeah. cool. And like I was never, like it was a part in there where she said she saw uh, her do- her her niece in the uh, studio by herself or some shit. Okay, and she said she picked up the phone, called my brother, and my brother was there within thirty minutes. Like I never left her mm-hmm. alone. I never, you know, what I'm saying she was like I was there in being interviewed for six hours, yeah. like me personally. So everything mm-hmm. wasn't in there. And she like, look, he ain't never did nothing to me. I stopped fucking with him because he was trying to get on, telling me that I can't have no boyfriends and yeah. no shit like that. So we severed our ways. Gotcha. People called me saying, hey. Your knees be down there too long or whatever. Yeah. I think you should check that out. So she said, I called the family. Um, and just based on the phone calls that she got, she said, I called Child Protective Services. Okay. Like none of this shit ever comes out without me. And y'all okay. blaming me and not blaming him. Like I'm the one to testify. Yeah. I'm the one that did all this extra shit. Yeah. And y'all trying to make it seem like I gave my 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 niece up, and that's not even the case. I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad at Sparkle more than anything. Because I can't listen to Be Careful No More. Two years ago, didn't know you had male friends. Nigga, I used to hit chicks with that bar right there off Be Careful. And now I can't even fucking use it because <laughs> of fucking R. Kelly. And they done ruined it. And then she she talked about up the, in college. Then they was like, well, you dropped a single. People mad at you. Yeah. She was like, nigga, the song is about this, this shit. Yeah. About like overcoming. Did you like, listen to that single? No. I could not get through that shit. I tried, bro. But it's like, I'm a musician, Mm -hmm. right? That's how I get my pain out. And this literally is about this. Yeah. Like, so when you, like... It's just not a great song. It's not a great song. Uh, But yeah, till we can figure out a way to bring Be Careful back, I'm off Sparkle. I'm off R. Kelly. Uh, And... That was all we had from the listeners. God damn. Yeah. Y'all niggas was on it this week. Yeah, um, yeah, appreciate yeah. all y'all. And uh, now we're going to get into this show, man. Killer Mike, trigger warning. Bow, 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 nigga. How we feel, how we feel. Before we even get into the details, how you feel about them first few episodes? Did you watch the whole thing? Uh, I got to like the first uh, two and a half. Okay, okay. Because nigga been tired. No, I ain't even mad at that. You you gathered whatever yeah, you needed to gather. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. you felt about them? Uh... I'll be honest. Yeah. I didn't know there was going to be so much humor in it. Yeah. I wanted it 100% militant. No laugh, I, I no know joke. you. I, I thought that, too. I think I said that to myself uh, Sunday when I watched it. I was like, oh, this is, like, kind of comical. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I liked it, though, because that's who Killer Mike is. You know what I'm saying? So why you think in that? Because I agree, Killer Mike, he's a funny nigga. He is. He's humorous. He's lighthearted. But when it comes to his politics... He's usually not that way. He's usually leaning more militant than otherwise. Why you think he softened it up? Because um, he was dealing with strangers and he was trying to put the information. Because like Netflix, the audience that watches Netflix mm-hmm. isn't necessarily his audience. So true, you're not going to understand. You're not going to understand this shit. Yeah. And then it was kind of like 
it was done in satire because satire goes a long way. Facts. Like it, it, it transcends. It, it goes places where just regular rhetoric and regular information yeah. doesn't. Like specifically, the very first one. And and let's kick it off. So uh, these first three episodes, um, if you don't know anything about the show, this is basically Killer Mike trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with America. Um, yeah. And and he's not as the first episode is about black. America. What do you think the the title of Trigger One? What do you think that means to you? I think from what I took from that title is everything that I'm about to discuss over these next six episodes, trigger warning. I'm I'm putting the fucking gun up to America and I'm saying, nigga, start talking about this shit. Start doing this shit differently. Okay. This is my fucking warning to you, niggas, because okay. we're about to talk about some uncomfortable shit. We're about to talk about some shit y'all usually avoid because of how uncomfortable it makes you. But I'm not pulling no punches, nigga. This is my trigger warning. Here you go. That's how I took it. I get you. I get you. So I I guess I got a similar, but like all these topics are Uh, triggers for the internet. Facts. Triggers for people to either shut down. I don't talk about race. I don't talk religion. I don't talk politics. Social triggers. You know what I'm saying? And this is this. I mean, this is a warning. This is a trigger warning because you are going to be triggered. About this, yeah, and then and the first episode is the one I, I, I like the most, and the one I took something away from it, and I'm gonna challenge myself to do something. Hey, uh, and I, I kind of felt you would go that route with that first episode. I, I'm back and forth between because I watched all six, okay. um, just because I was woke and I don't sleep. So, uh, but of the episodes. Part one and part three were my favorites out of the entire thing because I think they were the most focused. Because here's where I can be honest. Um, Trigger Mike, Killer Mike, whatever the fuck Mike, I love what he's doing right now with this thing. But I do feel like maybe in the name of satire, he got a little bit off course on some of these episodes. The second one, for instance, that shit went way left. I was so I liked it, the concept of the second one, but then I was like, huh? It was a lot happening. And we're gonna get into that. So on the first episode, let's start there because Jay already alluded to it. And um, this was kind of like what was the promo yeah, leading yeah. up to it. Old girl was in a stripper. He was like, Hey, yeah. I'm only I'm only um yeah. I'm, I'm I'm buying I'm only buying back for the next three three days yeah. and you're Asian. So she was an Asian stripper and that nigga said, I can't support you, but I appreciate you. Yeah. Go ahead and walk away. Um so I've aptly named each one of these episodes. Okay. Uh, the first one, calling it like it was, blacks only. Um that first episode was about Trigger Mike trying to over the course of seventy two hours, it was three days, right? Yeah. Live a completely black life. And what I mean by that is buying black, eating black, living black, staying in black. Everything he was doing over three days on a trip from Atlanta to Athens, Georgia, getting ready for a, a concert with uh, Run the Jewels was going to be black. Yeah. So everything he bought, every down to the weed he was smoking. Yeah. This had to be black from black farms, from black dealers, from black sellers. What's interesting, he was like, Well, black people don't own no car manufacturer, so he couldn't drive. Couldn't drive. First thing he did was jump on a black bike. And the first thing I did was like, I know it's a black car manufacturer. Mm. I know that Did you Henry, Google? Uh, I know Henry Ford ain't make the fucking car. Mm-hmm. I know he made the fucking car, but he ain't make he the, didn't the, make fucking, the car. fucking car. Did you, you know Google some? I, 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 I was trying to find shit. I've seen African kids make cars yeah. from scraps. Okay, like literally. But 
it, to, to killing Mike's credit. Yeah. So you can't just go pull up and buy one right now for the next three days. Nigga, like, they don't even get, Canada don't even make a car. Facts. Like, um, <laughs> so yeah. Niggas I, don't have a car at all. So my initial take on this episode was it is hard as fuck to fully live and operate within the black community. Facts. That's hard. And then you would think in a city as quote unquote black as Atlanta, because granted, I, when he went to Athens, I knew he wasn't going to be able to find shit. Athens is the equivalent of, let's say, Lansing, where it's, an, it's nothing in Athens but UGA, University mm. of Georgia. Just like in Lansing, it ain't, I'm, yeah, it's our capital and all that shit, but it really ain't shit up there. But East Lansing, which is Michigan State, you ain't going to find a ton of black owned, black produced shit. But while he was in Atlanta, before he headed to Athens, I thought. It might be a little easier for him. It was not. Nigga. So he um, didn't get a car. Couldn't get a car. So he started walking. Yep. Um, and then he came up upon. Um, he went to like a black owned place that they they sell bikes. Yep. And he besides actually selling bikes, I don't like kind of. I kind of like how they did it. Yeah. Um, the dude also gives back to the youth. Yeah. He t- the kids come in. They fix up the bikes. They learn yep. a trade. Um, they get them off the streets yeah. or whatever, and I'm like, all and right, they cool. get a bike. I love that initiative. Yeah. That shit was dope. That was my backyard as a youth. Yeah, I had a million bikes in the backyard. Facts, you had to fix some bitches up. Yeah, um, one I thought, of my homeboys stole my bike, and he didn't know it was my bike. And then I'm at this nigga's crib, and I say, "Is that my fucking bike?" <laughs> and that nigga just casually said, "Oh shit, my bad," and gave my fucking bike back. Nigga, it was the smoothest shit ever. Like, well, you know, that's how it be sometimes. Stop hanging with niggas. Uh, so he then he uh he couldn't eat none of the food. Yeah. Then he went to like a black owned grocery store. Grocery store, yep. Found him a grocer. And that uh, was my man, uh, Muslim. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. One, the yep. owner was Muslim and said that everything in that store came from black farms. And and, and, and local. Yeah, local. That I love that part of it. Um, so that was that was a highlight yeah. on this episode that he found this black grocer and was able to at least put together some food. He got some canned goods and some, you know. But some of the things that was highlighted was like even when you go into a black owned business, can you really call it a black owned business? Is everything that you sell in there is so is made and produced strictly by others that yeah. are non black? Yeah. Is it a black owned business? Well, it was funny because before he even brought that up, he brought up the weed. Yeah. And that was like a real concern for him. So he was like, fam, I want to smoke, but... Because the, the producer guy, whoever he was with, yeah. was like, yeah, you can't smoke weed because yeah. I'm pretty sure that weed was came from a grower who's white. Yeah, somewhere in Northern California who's yeah. white as fuck. And then he was like, damn. You niggas gentrify and weed. And then he was like, even if it wasn't that, it's from Mexico. So I can't do nothing with this weed. Now, granted, he definitely could have went to... Uh, he could have went and found a nigga that had some weed. He could have found somebody that growing that shit. He could have... But again, you got three days. Hey, what you gonna do? So off top, he sort of alluded to that problem that even if I can find somebody to sell it to me who's black, is it being grown and produced? And, you know, is the origin black? I thought he did a good job at subtly making points because he was like, well, if I knew... If it was gonna be somebody I can go to that was gonna be black, yeah, hundred percent. I know it's gonna be you because you're from the nation, yeah. And you know how I said, like, is it really a black mm-hmm. business if everything that you sell is made by people who are non-black? Mm-hmm. Um, the nation and 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 Farrakhan have said like there is no such thing as a black community because you are just black people living inside of a white community mm-hmm. because every single thing in your neighborhood mm-hmm. is owned by others, not even white, yeah. not just white, yeah. Uh, 
um, Arab yep. or Indian or Asian, Chaldean, all that. Right? Like, or, or like, so are, is there a such thing as a black community? Because what it looks like right now is that you're a bunch of black people who live yeah. inside of a white community. Because when you start to take it into consideration, like literally, it's like you can go as far. Okay, the house you live in. Who's the brick maker on that crib and who makes the cement that put them bricks together and who laid the flooring and where does that flooring come from? And like you can literally go so deep into the how black is this really question that it's like, damn, can you really fucking live black? I don't know, bro. Well, listen, dog. I told you I got an idea from uh, watching this. Yeah. As we approach the month of February. Okay. Um. Every Friday in February is Black Friday. Facts. I'm not don't do nothing Shop if it all ain't black. Got, all black. All black on Fridays. I love that shit. For the I'm, I'm I a, love I'm that a shit. try for the month of February. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On but Black Friday. I love. I'm that. spending my money with black people only. I seen, if I go uh, out to eat, I'm going to Detroit Vegan Soul, mm, or I'm going to mm. somewhere I know. I'm gonna go to uh, what's the joint? Dennis Arthur Jr. son oh so some, oh. some oh. kitchen uh it's a bunch of black shit. Yeah, yeah yeah the block is the up block. there yep, the block yep. is black owned like it's a, I'm going to and the block just started a dope little brunch by the way that I'm gonna be at on Sundays um go support keep it black yeah. but Black Fridays all yeah. through the month of February I love that and then we gonna I mean if I can take it further we can take it further but like all black I love that don't go. If you gotta get gas, go to a black gas station before Friday. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying. And here's my thing too, man. Like again, talking about the extremes of trying to live solely black, it's gonna be difficult. Um, and it might be certain shit. Like for instance, the gas. Yo, you could find a black-owned gas station somewhere, but you probably ain't gonna find one where the gas comes from somewhere black. It just don't exist. You know, it's not oil, a thing. You know who sell oil? Who got oil? Dame Dash. Dame got cookies. Nigga. Dame Dame Dash got mortar oil. He sells mortar oil. Yeah. Who buying it though? He sells it. Like it's interesting, like yeah. well how people I don't know how we got to this, but listen, like <laughs> how people try to discredit Dame all the time because he chooses not to work in music anymore. Mm-hmm. He's not on because he don't put out music no more. I keep telling niggas like fam. I've been know, saying this shit from the beginning of time. Dame ain't broke. Dame is not broke. Dame like, is out here know, living his it. fucking life. It don't matter. But what I'm saying is, Black Fridays, fam. I thought it was interesting and how they walked when they talked. They went to the barbershop. He was like, I know it's a barbershop or whatever mm-hmm. that's gonna be black on. Oh yeah, when he got up to Athens, yeah. Uh, he he went to a guy that was living on the street doing music. Was like, man, I'm trying to. And he was explaining to everybody like, I'm trying to blah, I'm trying to do trying to live black for three days. Yeah. Um, is there anywhere I can go around here that's yeah. black on? So he did finally found a black owned place, right? Yeah. And uh, L L was in there. Come the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he got all his food together, whatever. Yeah, he was like barbecue joint. Yeah, he was like, so do you know if that was farm? Yeah. He was like, damn, because I was thinking it in my head. I'm yeah. thought, oh, I'm like, are you gonna eat that or yeah. are you gonna try to find out? Because it was the same problem with the weed. Like you can get it. But where did it come from, nigga? Yeah. How do we source it? Did it come from somebody black? He got to the barbecue joint, had his order, ready to go. Nigga hadn't eaten shit, but fuck, he couldn't even eat the damn beans yeah. that he bought from the uh, Cause he from said, the nation. Because he didn't have a black can opener. Yeah, can I didn't have a can opener made by a black. Which was, I love the dedication here. 
Um, but he got to the restaurant, ordered his food, and then right when he sat down to eat, LP, the white man, uh, other half of Run the Jewels, he asked him straight up, "Yo, where, what, 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 what farm did this yeah. did this meat come and from?" He asked him, man. He like, nah, nah, nah it ain't come from no black farms, bro. Sorry. So he had to get that meal to go and stash that bitch for three days, man. Hopefully he ate it, though. Yeah. Um, uh, and then finally he did make it to um, like a community place where they had gardens and yeah, an yeah. older woman. I love that scene, too. And they had a conversation. He was like, so um, you was around when, um, are, are you from the era yeah. where you used to have to pick your food? Like, from the era? Yeah. I was picking nigga, it. I was picking it. <laughs> I was pick- she was great, too. Yeah, I loved her, man. Absolutely. Um, and... Something else I thought interesting about this episode when he was looking for a lodging, yeah, and he couldn't find a place to stay. And he had to sleep on a park bench. On a park bench, had to sleep on a fucking park. Again, dedication, but more importantly, I don't really think he slept on. A park I don't bench, think he slept on a park bench. I'm certain he slept on that bus that took him down to yeah. Athens. That was my thoughts. Yeah. But more importantly than any of that, um, was fresh ass Jays. Yeah, no, Jordan that nigga Morris. didn't lay on a park bench and that lay on top of the cans. Really. Yeah. In the same outfit he had on the same t- in, yeah. in, in uh, episode two. Kill him like you're not fooling me. <laughs> However, and hold up some other editing errors, nigga. When he in the barbershop, that nigga shit go from crispy to uncrispy to crispy <laughs> about four times, nigga. You ain't low, nigga. You I not was low, like, okay, man. who really cut this hair, fam? But uh, yeah. no, what I did love about it, though, was seeing scenes like him not being able to find a black owned hotel or motel. It was showing where we have room to grow yeah. as black people. Like, we got a lot of fucking. So shit that we don't have. It was a lot of subtle things in there. Uh-huh. WeBuyBlack.com. Yeah. Didn't know that Never existed. heard of them. Never heard of them. But I took my ass to Black. Black. Oh, I, here go Black Tooth Place. Yeah. Here go Black. Here yeah. part, black. Boom, 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 boom. Cool. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm I'm now I'm about to start yeah. ordering. I, I don't want to use Colgate no more, maybe. Well, and maybe I'll try whatever this. Real quick, for a lot of them products, because when they were showing WeBuyBlack.com, and then I looked on WeBuyBlack.com, a lot of the products I saw on there, I've also seen at my man Tommy's Barbershop. So, uh, Knowledge Supply. Hey, man, Knowledge Supply. Shout out to Tommy, man. If y'all... Uh, if y'all know the dog Tommy, if y'all over in that Dexter and Linwood area, pull up on my dog. Go get a haircut. It's black owned. He black as fuck. And mm-hmm. he got all the black supplies that you need, man. Knowledge supply. He'll get you together, man. Real quick, shout out. Shameless plug for my nigga. And if you're looking to record a podcast, come to my black ass. Black owned. But nigga, is these buildings black? <laughs> this is not a black building, nigga. Cause some white man was in the fucking hall putting some shit together when I walked in this bitch. But no, the Arabs own the building. Hey man, hey, well shit, we keeping it brown. Uh, but no man, fuck with Jay Johnson for the podcast. Fuck with Tommy for the knowledge supply, uh, toothpaste, soaps, all that. Also, and everything in this episode was subtle facts, right? And they subtly brung up a piece of missing Black history. Was like, well. It used to be something called the Green Book mm-hmm. that people would mm-hmm. actually look like. I want to, I want to buy black, so yeah. I take this book and wherever I go, yeah. I'm going to know where to reach out to. Yeah. Where it's going to be a black hotel that I can go to. Where it's yeah. going to be somewhere I get some food or whatever. I'm like the Green Book, and he was talking to the the elders about it. He was yeah. like, I've, I've heard about I've it, heard about it, never but I've never it. seen one mm-hmm. before or whatever. I'm like, all right, boom. That's something that we should be, we can be striving and yeah. trying to get back to because we do need that. There's like, did you see that movie? Green Book? Uh-uh. Wasn't that that shit with uh, Mahershala Ali? Wasn't that called Green Book? Mm-hmm. Came out a couple months ago when he was the pianist and he had the white driver. Oh, we was about to check that we out. Was, supposed was to it called the Green Book? It was the Green something. Hold on, man. Let me look this shit up. Yeah, Green Book. Oh. 
Yeah. I was supposed to watch it. We were supposed to watch yeah, that. Yeah, yep. That. And it was about the Green Book. That's what it's it was about. about. Yeah. Wow. It just wasn't, uh, critics ain't really fuck with it that heavy because it wasn't really done that well. I think Mahershala Ali did a great job, but I think the movie overall, because I, I saw it once with my parents. I ain't look at it to review it um, like I normally would, but uh, seeing the movie, I think it kind of focused on a little too much of what we were talking about last week with Kevin Hart's movie, the fucking white savior yeah. in the black life. It kind of did too much of that. Gotcha. Um, where Kevin Hart and the upside avoided that. My and, nigga, I don't need your help. Yeah. And that's like in this movie, I'm like, okay, here we are. We're the he's the pianist. He's the money. He's the you work for the black man. And yet it was still the white savior uh and that whole complex kind of coming to the forefront of the film. And I think that's where they fucked up. But yeah, it was about the green book. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Um so full circle. I, full circle like a motherfucker, man. Shit we didn't do. Uh, but I, I love this first episode, bro. I It challenged me to want to think blacker in my... And, like, we we got to lay up on each other, man. Yeah. Because yeah. how many times you done went to insert fast food restaurant here yeah. and got your order messed up? Yeah. How many times you went, your favorite, went to your favorite Target and something yeah. wasn't right or whatever? The second you go to a, a black business and we something's done. not right, we, ah, this why I don't never go to y'all black businesses. Fam, fam. Really? So let's this talk about it. Let's let's keep extending. We talking full circle. Again, cancel culture. Cancel culture has existed in the minds of black people for a long time. Before it had a term, before it was a hashtag, before it was Kanye and before it was whoever the fuck, Kamala, whoever. Dog, we love canceling us before we have any discourse. We don't have no... No convo, no, we don't try to learn one another's struggles. Like, you could be a black, first of all, I don't think people understand how difficult it is to own and operate a restaurant. <laughs> Let's just keep that example going. It's difficult as fuck. Um, to own and operate a restaurant requires so many elements to move smoothly for it to go off without a hitch. Yeah. When you become a popular restaurant, let's take La Culture Cafe, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, initially, that was the wave in Detroit. Oh, I heard nothing but great things. Niggas loved it. But then I started seeing, oh, well, they fucked up my reservation or they fucked up. And I'm never going back there again. I saw a few people post, don't ever go to La Culture Cafe. And then so I jumped in the comments like, oh, what'd they do? Oh, I had it reserved, but then they was closed on a holiday and they had reserved me anyway. Why y'all ain't calling and accommodate me? And I'm like, fam, okay, I understand you being a little irritated that they gave you a reservation, but then they were actually closed that day or whatever. I get it. But just call and re-reserve. Like, just call and reserve another spot. Because you now you're saying don't never go, but you never went. So you ain't tasted the food. You ain't. I had another homie tell me, oh, don't never go to La Culture Cafe because they don't serve liquor. God damn. What they do now? Well, first of all, they do now. But second of like, all, give, if they give never. A, give me a chance to get my liquor license the, the right way. Here's my. Because when my cousin lost his liquor license when he owned shout City out to Heat. The homie Drew. Hey, man, shout out to La Culture. If y'all niggas want to put me and Jay up on uh, play, we will gladly pay for that shit. We ain't look for no free meals out here from the black. Well, we already got the we already got the connect. We hold up, hold up, hold up. That's some most shit that we do that we got to stop doing. Pay when your price. black fucking friend got some shit. If them niggas ask you to pay for some shit, don't ask them immediately for that discount, fam. I hate that shit. Like, fam, I remember when uh, when me and my dog Mike was selling our fucking clothes and shit. Niggas was hitting me like, damn, y'all shit, 35? Fam, you paying 70 for the DVE hoodies and shit. And I ain't knocking them. But I'm saying with my T-shirt, 35, you don't understand how many hours I just put into figuring out the best Damn. materials. So when you wash this shirt, that it bitch don't, don't shrink on you. Facts. I know what the fuck I'm doing. 
I wasn't just no regular ass nigga going to get some Gildan teas, nigga. I know that percentage of each fucking cotton, rayon, yes. all that shit. Y'all don't know what went into that. And y'all don't know how much my order costs to get you these shirts. So before you tell me to fucking get you a discount because that 35 heavy, nigga, you just spent that 35 to get into a spot. Yeah. To walk into a white man's, Arab man's club or bar and then spent another 150 Nigga, you paying, you paying 20 to park. Fam. You know, you paying twenty to valet, fam. Twenty to get in. Y'all niggas is paying twenty to park at Somerset out Look, this motherfucker. Facts. Twenty to park. Twenty to get in. Twenty dollars on two beers that you about to buy. Like, yeah, fam. But now you, my my thirty that came with free shipping. You want a discount off that? But you trying to take from my black ass? Because guess who didn't give me no discount? That white man I bought these shirts and, from. And you bought the rock. Um, so like I be seeing folks out there. So now like everybody got like they they hoodies uh-huh. and they sweatpants mm-hmm. uh, combos, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the polo one, you gonna pay two hundred dollars for that hoodie? Facts. And you mad Facts. at the seventy dollar dude because he's selling his for seventy, but you about to pay two hundred for polo, and they both come from the exact same place. And and uh, like be- in real life, so so I got a couple of the homies who are in the fashion, and they uh-huh. they actually have clothing lines. Like fam, we go to the same place because guess what? The the polo the same cotton that the polo shirt is made of yep. is the same one that Nautica is made out of. Facts. The same one that fucking champion or who yep. or chaps yep. is made yep. of. Like dog, these are the same cotton. Cotton ain't different. Okay. Like, these is are cotton. the same percentages, whatever, but you have made it up in your mind cotton that is cotton polo is worth more. And and real quick, just cause I know it could be misconstrued because y'all niggas like to do that shit. I wasn't hating on Detroit versus everybody when I said y'all niggas is paying 70 for the hoodie. My point with Detroit versus everybody was y'all ain't even start pumping them hard working ass niggas shit until, until Eminem folks. rocked that shit and Keith Urban wore that shit on fucking Oh NFL got it or we did them um, NFL oh, now you official? Exactly. So y'all niggas be waiting on fucking white validation and shit. Fuck all that, man. Support your brothers. Shout out to Detroit versus everybody. My nigga Sean, what up? Tommy, what up? Um. Anyway, back to the other shit we was just discussing. Uh, to that point that Jay just made, because I just saw this today, nigga. To this day, <laughs> to this day, I just saw this shit on uh, motherfucking um dirt label. Some old black owned shit. Been out here for a minute now. Been out here for a minute now. I'm still pissed Dirt Label ain't blue the way I feel like they should blow. Because that nigga, Cruddy is over there on some creative shit. But whatever. Dirt Label just put out some shirts with uh, I swear Vezo on there. Some hoodies and shit. Shout out to Vezo with and, the shoe, dude. And look at this shit, though. They got their hoodies going in Foot Locker. The, the Vezo hoodies is coming out of Foot Locker. Not just got shoes. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the combo. We putting the hoodie with the shoes coming out of Foot Locker. Big ass move for this small black owned brand, right? I jump in the comments on the picture of the hoodie. First shit I seen. Oh, y'all niggas jocking polo with that uh, ice wear Vezo bear. Fam, but guess what though? Guess how we not blocking polo? Because ice wear Vezo black, dirt label black, everybody involved in this shit is black. So buy this black ass hoodie and shut the fuck up. Was 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 Kanye jocking? Kanye had a Kanye had a Kanye bear. had a bear. Nigga, you own bears now, nigga. Guess what, nigga? Bears had bears. Nigga. <laughs> Who the fuck was jocking? Was Ralph Lauren jocking Bernstein bears out this? I mean, if you want, if you want to keep it a hundred, you want to keep it a stack. Uh, U.S. Polo Association Woo! owns the sport of polo. Woo! But y'all, y'all swear that shit the cheapest shit on like, earth, nigga. That's like you. That's like you wearing an NBA jersey and you uh-huh. saying that shit fake Nike. Uh-huh. No, nigga, I own the NBA. Yeah, the U.S. Polo Association. Yeah. Owns the entire sport of polo. Yeah, but like the fact that you would call that shit fake yeah. is beyond me. But Ralph Lauren put a shit on there and made it cost 
seven times with that like US when you Polo was, When you went store. to Great Lakes Crossing, uh-huh. right, and you saw a U.S. Polo Association store, uh-huh. like that should have clicked something in your fucking mind that, like, yeah. uh, it, It's deeper than rap. But we don't think that, though, because what we was talking about earlier, somebody needs to influence us. So when somebody says that's some cheap, basic, fake shit, nigga, we off to the races. Nigga, I own the <laughs> Irony. sport of polo. Irony, off to the races. Polo. Y'all niggas ain't catch it. Fuck it. Um, so crazy. yeah, man, support black. And that's what this episode said. That was a great fucking combo, man. That yeah. shit got way liver than I thought yeah. that it might. That first episode was lit. Um, definitely one of my favorites of the six. The second episode is where I felt like... This is where I felt like we're going to have some good conversation, though. Yeah. Definitely some combo. Um, So that second ep. I don't even think I named that bitch. Um, but basically, this one was school don't teach, teach you shit. <laughs> school don't teach you shit. Um, and it starts out, I love the way it started when he went into the class with them kids. Yeah. Uh, and he went in there and he's talking to these kids. And the first thing he asked them, this is probably my favorite part of this episode. He asked the kids what they wanted to be. And they were throwing out, hey, I want to be president. Hey, I want to be a doctor that cures cancer one day. Uh, hey, I want to be CEO. Of, like, they were giving that nigga, like. That nigga said, I want to um, I want to be. A, remember I told you I want to be a scientist, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to uh, uh, create this potion. That yeah. It's like, nigga, shut up. It, so, but what made me probably really enjoy this episode more than any other part was when he went into that room with the adults and said, what's your dream job? What do you want to do? Yeah. And them five out like of rap. seven of them niggas was like, I want to get into the music industry. I want to be a rapper. I want to. So let's, let's take, let's talk about two things. There. I bet. One, what did you think about the information that he told the kids? He said, you owe it to your parents to dream. Really? I don't know. I can't think of a, the word to use. No, so, you owe it to your parents to dream practical. So the key is like, I want to be a president. Yeah. When the so here was here was my issue with this part because I get where he was going, but I didn't like how it had. So he asked when he got to one of the black students, he asked him what he wanted to be, and that black student said, "I want to be the president." And Killer Mike's response was, "You're not gonna be the you're not gonna be the president." And then he that's when he said, you owe it to your parents to dream practical. Boom. I want to stop right there. And I want you to listen to this Steve Harvey shit okay. from this week. And I think it, it fits in perfect. Bet. I've been married 22 years. I just moved to Southern Cal. Um, my husband hasn't been transferred. So he's still in NorCal. So I'm taking one for the team. And I'm dealing with these kids all by myself. Uh-huh. The middle child I know has middle child issues. That's what they say. Uh-huh. It's real. It's a real thing. Yes, ma'am. I know you got plenty of kids. You, you, yes. This is why I'm asking. Yes. So this child, since she was in the fifth grade, she's known what she wanted to do. She said, Mom, let's move to Milan. I found a perfect fashion school. Daddy will take care of the other two. You and me, we're going to move. Oh, okay. But now she's in college. Uh-huh. She comes home like every other day telling me she's dropping out. She didn't look on Instagram and all her friends and everybody and start their own clothing line and she behind the eight ball. Why can't she quit school and start her career? This girl needs to stay in school. Right. She needs a backup plan. She tells me all the time, I don't want to make those kind of clothes. I want to make, I need to know how the fabric falls. I need to know how to sew, you know. So that's what you learn in school, right? Right. This is really good because my youngest son is in fashion college right now. My youngest son, Winton, that's what he wants to do. Winton has 
told me he wanted to drop out of school before. Mm. This is what I did to get him to understand. Because Instagram has the younger generation fooled. This younger generation thinks that if they get 700 likes, Mm -hmm. 500 likes, that they own to something. A like don't mean they'll buy something. They just, they just, there's people that just go online and press that little red heart. I like your picture. I like your style. This was about to get into the crux of it. And I had to tell my son, because he's really gifted at this. Your daughter sounds like it too, because she knows what she wants to do. And he came and he said, Dad, if I leave school, I can start making money. How? This is a fallacy that young people think that you can just go somewhere and start making money. Right. Mm. I wish it worked that way. Mm. But I've tried to tell all my kids, it takes a long time to make a lot of money. Right. Don't you think that you're going to run out here and just make money? Now, the one thing you did say I disagree with, and this is not for your children to hear, Mm. but I have never told my children to get a backup plan. I do not believe in backup plans. See, if you have a plan A and you're thinking that it might not work, let's just say you really want plan A to work, but you need a backup plan. You have to stop working plan A to prepare plan B, Mm -hmm. which takes away the energy and the effort to make A work. So now... I'm just going to stop right there. Hey, all right, real um, quick, a couple things before we dive into that. First of all, shout out to Steve Harvey uh, for being who I've, I've always called this nigga the male Oprah. Um, he ain't always saying shit that I agree with, but what I'll never fucking knock is his hustle and his ability to create. I just heard that his show is being canceled, mm-hmm. the uh, the talk show. Um, and they're replacing it with something with like Megyn Kelly or one of them white blonde chicks from Good Morning America. Um, he obviously that nigga gonna be alright. I mean, straight. the same people that watch his show that I've never watched is gonna be the same people that watch that show. And what pisses me off though, because he's another one talk about canceling. I don't know why black people don't like Steve Harvey no more. Black women especially because that's his audience. But I know that when Think Like a Man came out, everybody bought that book. They bought that bitch in droves. That nigga was the number one fucking New York Times bestseller for a million. Stop canceling black people before they whatever, man. Just stop canceling blacks. What'd you think about now, him and the plan B shit? I one thousand percent agree with that. I don't. I'ma tell you why. I've never been a plan B thinker, but for me it's always been because I feel like people are quick to give up. Mm-hmm. And if you had a plan A, it's a plan A for a reason. Now, that's not to say you can't do A, B, C, D, and but I'm like, why you stop plan A? I should have left it, kept going, but ain't no plan B. It's only plan A. Yeah. So as the reason I thought this was important, I played that because juxtapose that with what Killer Mike told the, the, the little boy, mm-hmm. you not about to be the president. Let's just say Man. It's 450 kids in 2019 who mm-hmm. say they want to be president. Mm-hmm. Well, nigga, it's only one job and it only come around yeah. every, four, every years. four years. All y'all can't be the president. Facts. Like, I do think, and you got to be 40 years old at least, right, to be president. 35. Or th- 35? Yeah. All right, bet. So, y'all, he in what, first grade, so they yeah. was what, six? Mm-hmm. All right, so you got another 30 years. Half of y'all not going to be qualified by the end. Yeah. Like, you are likely not going to be the president. If there is no 
plan A. I mean, there is no plan B. Yeah. What do you do when you fail? Now, and here's my thing, and here's kind of where I go into why I don't believe in maybe getting off of plan A. Because if plan A is to become the president, yeah. for that to be realistic and to remain realistic in your quest uh, and your commitments to your plan – you're going to do a few things. You don't need a political background, obviously, because of the <laughs> person we currently have. But more than likely, if that's your plan from the beginning, you're going to start to take up local politics. You're maybe going to become a fucking alderman or, you, you know what I'm saying, and later become a city council and maybe later become a mayor and a governor. And that, you're going to go down yeah. a path that sort of leads you toward that presidency that you want. Now, you may not get voted in. You may you may never reach that status. I'll take it even further. So the reason I I thought that was interesting because yeah. Killer Mike said you owe it to your parents mm-hmm. to dream practical. Mm. If your dream is to go to the NBA, yeah, nigga, you might not go to the fucking NBA. Yeah. What is your plan B? Yeah. Because if you blow your knee out in the twelfth grade and you ain't thought about no fucking like, what is your plan B? If you blew your knee out the second year of college, now like see, you got nothing, and that's where. Like, you got to be practical. I'm not saying no, that no, don't no. give up on your dreams. Shit, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I, I'm doing my shit. You know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. you need to work somewhere while you pursuing your dream and all the other shit. But, like, the whole, like, what Steve Harvey, I don't think he understands is his son is in a financial position because yeah. of his father yeah, yeah. to not have to worry about plan B at all. Plan A has to work because yeah. if it don't, I have a support system. But Some see, of us. I think where, and that's kind of where, I feel like folks get lost with the plan A, plan B convo because you're an entrepreneur. You do a lot of shit outside of your job. Yeah. But you get up and you go work your nine to five. Mm -hmm. But your nine to five ain't necessarily your plan B. And it ain't necessarily a backup plan right now. It's just a stability that allows you to focus on plan A to rent this space. So me saying and agreeing with him saying I don't believe in a plan B. Because that don't mean don't do whatever the fuck you got to do to keep plan A afloat. Yeah. But if you got a fucking shit, nigga, hove so dope. But plan A wasn't always to sell dope. Shit, plan A, because like in real life, plan A might be to sell dope. Hey, plan a lot of niggas grew up like, nigga, when I, I, wanna, I, want, that, I want that car, I want that chain, but check I that want out, that though. this. Plan A might not have been to sell dope. Plan A might have been to get out the hood and get that car and get that house. Could be. Yep. So that So whatever the fuck got you there was really part of plan A. So I guess that's my point. And you don't have to fucking jump immediately to a backup plan because whatever the fuck you doing in the background doesn't have to take away from plan A. Right now you are entrepreneur and you got a nine to five, but at some point your businesses are going to allow you to fucking lead that nine to five, but that nine to five ain't no backup plan. It ain't. But guess what though? In real life, if something ever happened where something never going to take out, yeah, while I'm working my nine to five, I've developed a set of skills yeah. and I've developed a resume in a hey. career that guess what? If some shit ever don't work, hey. I'm always gonna be able to get a job Facts. in Facts. leadership somewhere, Facts. teaching and, and schooling and stuff yeah. like that. Like so, like technically, and, and see, I I don't because I agree with you, yeah, but I wouldn't call that a plan B because you still got plan A in the pocket, and I guess that's where where I'm thinking of it as plan A can exist no matter what, yeah. If you got to get up and go to work and you got to go have a side hustle and you got to do a million things. Because, nigga, I remember when y'all was in the other studio. Plan A going to take a while, nigga. Yeah, hey, I, we was in my living room. Hey, I, I remember that. I remember when the homies was like, yeah, JB coming over here to edit and help. and Because they didn't know what the fuck they was doing. 
Plan A going to expand over a long period of time, but Plan A can always exist. Whatever you got to do around Plan A, I think that's where so, folks get folks will lose their dream thinking that their dream or I'm sorry, folks will lose their dream thinking that Plan B has to be there in place when in fact your dream can exist and all that other shit is just a part of Plan A. That's my point. Like when I think when Killer Mike said you owe it to your parents to dream practical. Yeah. Because like, look, these parents then bust their ass for the last 18 years. Facts. Put all this money up for college. Like I literally sacrificed to get this shit together. And yeah. then you fourth year in and you be like, yeah, I don't want to do this shit no more. Yeah. Like what? And that's so it's funny. Um, Because you see how quickly it changed, right? Yeah, the children had all these. I want to be a. I want. I want to be a pediatrician. Yeah. I want to be a scientist. I want to be the president. The adults. Yeah, man, I want to be a rapper. I want to be a rapper. But you want to know why the <laughs> niggas wanted to be a rapper? Because that was Plan A, from the rip. That's been Plan A. But them niggas did all the other shit, and they living. For, I don't know them niggas' lives, but they yeah. all living. They all on Earth. They was on the streets. They, hey, was, they was walking. A <laughs> couple of them niggas look kind of rough. <laughs> they got but, uh, all these niggas walking down the street. But uh, in the what, middle of the daytime, was kind of was kind of funny too. Uh, to make it real, I remember when I was in college up at Michigan State, go green and shit. Um, it was a cat up there who rapped. Yeah, and the nigga was a good student. I I knew I was familiar with where he came from. Came from a pretty solid household, uh, two parent joint. Seemed like they had a couple dollars. I knew the area he grew up in. Um, but he rapped. And I remember at some point during his first couple years, he dropped out to pursue rap full time. Yeah. And I knew another cat who went to Howard. He sang. And the nigga could sing his ass off. But he was like a brilliant student. And again, he's another one. He came from some bread. I knew the schools. He from Detroit. I knew the schools he went to in Detroit and same thing. At some point during his first two or three years of college at Howard, he dropped out. And I remember when, cause they dropped out about the same time. And I remember having a convo about it. Like, damn, you know, I heard such and such dropped out to pursue singing, heard such and such dropped out to pursue rapping. And I was like, damn, y'all didn't need to. Cause this ain't necessarily a backup plan. School don't gotta be a backup plan. But when you're talking about thinking practically because you owe that to your parents, nigga, finish what they helped you do. And then go do your own shit. If your own shit don't align with what they helped you do, hey, at least you finished. Because it's a whole bunch of niggas who, who didn't pursue something because they wanted to be rappers. And yeah. They never fucking made it and didn't never do shit with their life afterwards. Fam. And it's, don't nobody want a 42-year-old nigga dropping their first album. At all. So and I'm that, like, yeah, that's your plan A. But guess what? Yeah. You should have had a plan B. Yeah. And my thing is... If you got one, you got none. And I think that's where ultimately... Don't school ain't a plan B. It's just nigga finish. And yeah, school might not be for everybody traditionally, but I also agree. Pick up a trade. Pick up. That's what he. And that's where Killer Mike was like, "Hey, he went to the 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 the, the principal like, hey, hey, fuck all this shit y'all doing. This shit yeah. don't work in real life. Yeah, you need to teach them how to uh, hey, bring this carpenter in here yeah. <laughs> and let's make this shit practical. Because for every fucking CEO of the company. It's a nigga who knows how to fix that elevator that that CEO uses to go up to the 70th floor. And people would ask, he was like, what's your father do? Like, my dad, because she's like, you need to be a carpenter. He's like, my dad's a carpenter. Yeah. My dad owns a carpenter business. And he was like, now look at that. Jesus was a carpenter. You better than Jesus? Like, nigga, look Come at on, that. Huh? Like, you trying to do trigonometry. Yeah. Very specialized, but like, 
you need somebody to, to fix your sink. Yeah. Damn, who gonna go? Who gonna fix your sink? Yeah. Like he was like, you need to teach these kids how to do drawing. And like I I I enjoyed that because I think the system for our schooling system is broken. Yeah. Um. But see, and that's kind of so to that point, I think that's where the education system does get kind of lost and fucked up is that among the general basic college entry level collegiate uh, curriculum. Yeah. There are plenty of areas where we can inject normal everyday practical skills all being taught under one fucking roof. You don't have to get rid of the art program and get rid of uh, gym and physical education and all these. I remember we used to have auditorium, nigga. Shout out to DPS. Had auditorium. Nigga, we did. That's where I learned about Black History Month in auditorium. That's where I learned about Kwanzaa in auditorium. I had a really militant-ass teacher who did auditorium, but the thing she taught, shout out to Miss Milliken, uh, the things she taught us were very much so practical. And it was like, these skills need to be learned. I learned all my black history information um, outside of adulthood in elementary school. Yeah, but but that's our experience when we was fucking kids because now they didn't got rid of art. Ms. Lockhart told us the black national anthem, lift every voice and sing. Fam. I've I've known every single word since the third grade. I'm not lying to you. I never knew the regular quote-unquote national anthem until I was in like seventh grade because preschool through six at McDowell, you learned the black national anthem and you sang the shit out that. Random, did y'all have to do the pres- the, the Pledge of Allegiance every day in school? Yes. Like oh, up the, until the like, yeah, that was maybe up until I was in like fourth or fifth grade and then they stopped that. But yeah, every day we stood up, hand over your heart. That's some wild shit, ain't it? Yeah, boy, but religion and school and all that can't come in the, but politics, whatever. Which is nowhere in the Constitution, yeah. by the way. Facts. Um, But anyway, my point is in school, they've sort of removed all the, because a lot of, I never had like a shop class. That wasn't a thing by the time I got to high school. Well, Some schools might have had it. Yeah, well, the word is that the uh, the unions yeah. um, took that shit out of mm. the schools because back in the day, uh, like my father was saying, like when you left school, you had you can actually leave and be certified and go work and work. But the unions uh, didn't want that because they want to be able to control it. Yeah, and now I can bring in whoever I want. Like we literally control yeah. everything. Like you can't go work on six ninety six next weekend. Yeah, like there's no. Place yeah. to go sign up. Like, that's something that's controlled. And all those people who work on 696 and all these freeways right. that look a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never see. Yeah. You may see one nigga holding a, a stop sign. Yeah. Swinging that, that bitch, bitch back and forth yeah. for $18 an hour. Other than that, <laughs> that is completely controlled yeah. by the mob or allegedly. Yeah. Or whatever they control yeah. by. But you know what I'm saying? That's why it came out of the schools. But people get paid off to do that. Type and of I, I, I hate it because... The skills that are again being taught because I nigga I am one hundred percent in it. traditional school is not for everybody, but everybody has to learn something. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what your dream is, your plan A, plan B, plan Z, nigga. You gotta learn it. So let me explain what happened in this episode. So he went to the kids, yeah, and was like, "What y'all want to be?" And he was like, "Y'all gotta be more. Y'all practical dreams than. is too big. Like you not gonna make a spaceship to go to the sun, fam. Yeah. Sit down, and you not gonna make no magic potion to turn your family." In the superheroes, yeah, you could be a pediatrician, and you're not gonna be president. Um, so let me go talk to some adults, see what y'all want to do. He was like, "Y'all niggas kind of fucked up." Yeah, um, I'm gonna give y'all a test, some basic shit to see yeah. what y'all can do, and they all score horrible on this basic test, right? Yeah. Yep. So he was like, "We need to 
um, well, his plan for the children wouldn't work, so he tried to take it to adults. Yeah. So like, all right, what we need to do is teach these guys how to be carpenters. Yeah. How do you change a light bulb, whatever? Now, how do we do that for adults? Because somehow, well, sex sells. Yeah. And then this when the episode went left. Because his thought process, and again, I was literally with him up until this point, was we have to make the method of teaching this impactful and effective. We can't just, because especially at the adult level, I, nigga, I'm sure you could attest to this too. It's a lot more difficult to learn now. than, it, And that's just science, nigga. Like your brain does not function the way it did as a kid. I, I, I learned off YouTube. Yeah. Like, and not like YouTube as in let me watch Joe Blow video. Yeah. Um, there are educational things and yeah. programs that you can pay for or whatever. And like I learned yeah. being able to see it. Yeah. Listen to it and see the diagram and see it in practical. Yeah. Because I need to be like involved. I just don't don't give me a sheet of paper and just tell me yeah. to read this and expect me to understand. As it. an adult, our brains don't function the way they're not the sponge that they once were, right? So you can't just read off some shit to me and I get it necessarily. Like I may need to see that in practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and I was with him up until this moment. And then the episode kind of shifted. And he went into a sex sales. And if we need to teach these people and keep them focused, but also utilize sex selling, yeah. let's combine the two. And he said, let's make a porno. Yeah, so they took but like, like a, a porn uh, class. Because they went to like, you know, one of the little cams and shit where yeah. chicks be doing whatever. Yeah. And she was like, you think you can get people to pay attention to you? Yeah. And she, she was like, like, I can get people to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay, well, how about this? Yeah. And then they kind of expanded, expanded. They did this fucking porno. And during the porno, all the words were like how yeah. you actually fix yeah. something. They and were, everything was sexual. So they were in teaching you how to fixed the plumbing yeah. while a nigga was getting some head. Like, hey, funny part about this. I need this pipe cleaned out. Yeah. Could you please? Could you? Yeah. So funny part about this scene. I actually know the bald head girl, Marla, okay. who he went to the visit. The older girl? Yeah. Like who he went to like see. She was like the sex therapist or yeah. whatever. I know, I used to work with her mm. like at a marketing firm in Atlanta. I tell you, because I was like um, halfway asleep when this was started on. Yeah. And I just looked up and seen two guys look pretty questionable. And so. And I was like, hey, what's going on here? Fam. All right. So this is, again, this is where it went left. I understood and I really kind of agreed with his method of hey sex sales let's figure out a way to incorporate the two i thought he was going to do more of like a nelly tip drill type situation where it was like something the guy be universal something happened in atlanta yeah mm -hmm. but it went maybe a little bit too far left for me like having so, to yeah so they made this porno yeah with all these different people then they it was a guy girl it was a girl girl and it was two guys and they watch, let the people watch it. Yeah. And then they gave them the test again. Yeah. And 70, they went, they did 75%. They, all Im <laughs> they improved 75%. So the method, and again, the overall methodology showed that it worked. Yeah. People will pay attention, sex sales. But I if think. If Teacher the, Bay was my professor, yeah. I would probably be paying attention. Dog, I could have got at Teacher Bay, man. My homegirl was the principal at school. She was a teacher at and did not put me on. She put me on this raggedy ass other teacher. And I'm still mad because I ain't no Teacher Bay worked there. But anyway, um, I agreed with the overall point of we have to figure out better ways to teach. Because yeah. that's the thing. In schools, we've been teaching math the same fucking way. Like, niggas have been saying one plus one is two. Well, they just try to change this new, this common core math. This shit is horrible. Yeah, I don't even want to get into that shit. Yeah. I'm scared to have kids because like, of common core. Nigga. Th this is the reason 
I, I like the episode is because like listen I gave you the exact I gave you so far extreme mm-hmm. you're gonna be like okay well yeah. clearly we, we we talk differently they got a 75% increase yeah or right, how do we do that without the porn yeah and now it gets you thinking yeah now how do I and that's and I, that's the whole satire behind it's like all right I think the uh the episode I mean, honestly, maybe even more than the themes behind the episode yeah. were very much so prevalent and forward. But I just, I didn't, it went so far left. I said, all right, we got two dudes mm-hmm. on the joint fucking. Like, it was just a lot happening yeah. that I was like, all right, I don't want him to lose his message. But again, like you said, he gave them that same test again, and them niggas scores improved seventy five percent. So it's something to the method behind the madness. Yeah, he took that bitch to to the OCC of uh, oh yeah of Atlanta and shit. Yeah. And he was uh, like, "Shit, we'll take it." <laughs> he that, said seventy five percent. And dog was so funny, man. But uh, uh, no, nah, man, we got to start teaching each other better. And we have to start teaching more effectively. And that was the point of this yeah. episode. And I agree with that. Um, that third episode, though, on Crip, nigga, on Crip. This was probably my favorite Crip episode Cola. of the six, man. Uh, that fucking Cola, bro. Um, so in this episode, hang on, because I wrote a little baby synopsis. Uh, I love how it started. That nigga Killer Mike is online and he's looking up like basically branded material and branded products from the Hells Angels. Angels. Um, Hells Angels are a gang. Let's be very fucking clear. You can call them a motorcycle club. You call them whatever the fuck they want to call themselves. They're a gang. These niggas have been involved in a lot of fucking uh, violent crimes, organized crimes. When they shoot out like in Dallas, they had like a... Oh, nigga, it be... Thousands of these niggas shooting, they fighting, they involved in a lot of prostituting that's happening all over the fucking country. Human trafficking. Um, human, fam. Uh, But Hell's Angels happily, openly, and successfully are listed as a corporation, and they sell a ton of branded products. Like, Hell's Angels, niggas got Hell's Angel t-shirts, Hell's Angels, you ain't got to be a member. Just buy a fucking T-shirt off Amazon. Get one off eBay. You can get a hat. You can get whatever the fuck you want. You can get a jacket. And niggas are putting money and putting profit into a gang. So the That's point is smart this, shit though. Oh, you know why it's smart? Because like you, help, I mean, I'm helping wash money, right? Yep, yep. And also, when you see something that really fucked up that happened, and you see a nigga running from the scene with a hell's angle jacket, but like, look, we sell them bitches at Walmart. Fam. Yeah, that could have been anybody. Yeah, it wasn't one of us. Hey. Hell's Angels, uh, and I don't even know if this was their intention to become this, you know, incorporated brand that they became, but they've done it. And Killer Mike's point in this episode was, all right, if niggas is out here just openly, happily buying like Hell's Angel paraphernalia and shit, and they're not afraid of the Hell's Angels and they don't have a stigma around them, why why we can't do that shit for black gangs? Because it's some business within black gangs these black gangs were not started to be violent and to be criminal they were started to take care of the community and be protectors and unifiers of the communities that they first started in so why the fuck can't we incorporate the business within the black gang and so he goes to uh, was a um common revolution in progress mm -hmm. was the original definition yeah that was the acronym uh, of crips i mean uh 
George Bush Sr. and Oliver North and um, Blandon introduced mm-hmm. crack and changed the Bloods and the Crips from what they were. Yeah. Um, but so they they actually incorporated, but they product that they were selling was drugs and yeah. crack. Yeah. Instead of merchandise, drugs and crack that we were provided by the government. Fact. Um, but. Nevertheless, Killer Mike's whole point this episode was, yo, why can't we get some Crip branded and then later in the episode some blood branded products out here that people are not afraid of when they see this name? Because when Prohibition was going on, right, Mm -hmm. Um, all the bootleggers who was out here robbing, shooting, Tommy guns, the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the movie that everybody used to watch? The Untouchables, Untouchables and all that. Yep. Um, once that got legal, they just took them the, the name of their gangs and slapped that bitch and called it like Budweiser yeah, or or yeah. Captain Morgan or yeah. all these companies turned legal, and now their last name, which yeah. was the name of their families and stuff like that, yeah, is a brand. How come we can't do that? How come we can't transform from? The game banging yeah. and the violence and turn that into profit and be business. So let's remove the stigma from black gangs and make this shit, like Jay said, profitable and legitim- legitimized. Yeah. So he went to some Crips he knew uh, from Atlanta and he sat down with about four or five of them. And he just straight up had like it was almost like a brainstorm session. Like, yo, here's what I want y'all to be able to do. I want y'all to be able to brand a product. Under the name Crip, and people not run from it, or people not immediately stigmatize it. Because if you want to be real, yeah, Pepsi is Crips and Coca Cola is Bloods. Facts. Facts. Everything is red and blue. And so, funny part, that's kind of the angle that their brainstorming ended up taking. They was like, "Fam, we can create a cola." So they came up with Crippa Cola, and I, I buy it. What made it? I want some. Because what made Cola, uh super dope was, one, they literally went in the kitchen and whipped this shit up. <laughs> but, two, they weren't using any of the fucking terrible ingredients that go into Coca-Cola and Pepsi. It was a natural fucking soda made with cane sugar and all these natural sweeteners that were not, you know, any of that shit that gives you niggas cancer. High fructose corn syrup. Yeah. And it was funny because they talked about all that. Like, yo, this is not in our in our cola, in our product. So they were trying to get the Cripacola off. They went to a few stores. They had got it branded. They came up with a logo. They had hoodies, all types of merch. And they was trying to get it in some, uh, some party and convenience stores. And the... Owners was like, nah, we can't really do nothing with that. We can't do nothing. Like, what about as soon as somebody see it? What if a blood come to buy this shit? And well, sell a product it's going to be too. a shooting. So that, that's, that was the fucking, hey, all right, well, let's get some fucking bloods involved. So he went. He found some older bloods. I did take note that the bloods he found were older or at least looked and maybe came off a little bit more mature yeah. uh, than the Crips because I felt like that was another way to sort of really get his point across. Like, yo, let me go talk to these old heads. Might be in a different gang, but they might understand my. Well, at at the very least, yeah. In a crip neighborhood, sell Cripacola. Yeah. In a in blood, blood neighborhood, neighborhood sell, sell blood pop. And in, the, in neutral, yeah. Sell both. So he went over there. He found some bloods. He told them niggas, "Yo, here's my idea for the Crips. But what I want to do is have y'all selling blood pop, which they aptly named the shit, because I want people to understand that." You can line up these Crips next to these Bloods and sell both products. And it won't be no beef, won't be no shootings. Because he did a uh, 
he did a uh, fuck. What you call him when you get the you get everybody in a room and you do the goddamn rump. Excuse me. Bless me. God bless. Uh, he did a damn fuck. I am drawing a blank, man. But basically, he he got a few people in a room. Uh, did this almost like a survey, and yeah. he had he had everybody sit down, and he said, basically, what's the first thing you think of when you think of cribs? Bloods. Here go this Cola. What you think of when you see this product? And they was it was a bunch I've done of tons of those. It was a bunch way. of white people, uh, and they were all saying the same shit. Oh, this violent gang, and oh, they gonna it's gonna be shootings, and it's gonna be this, and oh, I wouldn't feel comfortable buying that. I wouldn't feel comfortable drinking that. And one of them said something about uh, it was one cat. He was spicy as hell, dude named Mario. And he was kind of getting into his races bad. That was the Hispanic dude. I don't know if you I, caught that part. I'm, I was asleep by this time. Well, yeah, he was. Uh, he was the only other brown person in the room other than Killer Mike. Yeah. But he was the most vocal about why. Side so note: We gonna have to do an episode on this black and brown shit. By oh, the yeah. way, Allah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we all minorities. Yeah, that's not the angle I'm going, but we well, are. You had it. We yeah. all minorities. But we. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's yeah, something different. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Killer Mike got mad at Dog because he was like, fam, you're the only other person in here of color. And you're the most vocal about being against this shit. Like, why is that? And he was he was like, first thing out Killer Mike's mouth was, uh, dog, you're a blatant racist. And the dude got offended. Like, wow, you don't know me to say that. And, da, 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 da. and he they was arguing. Him and Killer Mike was straight arguing. Little little funny cat. And he was like, don't put me in a box. And he was <laughs> then a nigga say. Oh, of course. <laughs> Look, he say... I mean, I have a song called Don't Box Me In. <laughs> and I was like, this nigga got a song. But uh which we later heard in episode like five or six. Which but, is why I thought on this episode two why everybody yeah. said they wanted to rap, like you see Killer Mike and now you wanna yeah, be a rapper. Now you a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. But uh anyway, man, long story short, they sat down, they had this fucking powwow with all these people, and Killer Mike brought in the crips that he had and they came in to explain, fam, we do work in the community. We take care of our families. We do shit. We're not a violent gang that's just out here killing motherfuckers like y'all immediately think. AKA T.I. just doing my job. Hey. This is the perfect song. Hey. And uh, so he linked the Crips and the Bloods and they went to a festival and it was a bunch of vendors. So he bought two vendor spaces next to one another. To the left, they were selling Cola. Ironically, that was on the left. And to the right, they were selling Blood Pop. And uh, initially, people were coming up and they were not into it. But then they started handing out samples. Like, yo, taste this. Folks was like, damn, this is actually pretty good. Nigga, cola tastes like cola. Fam. Cola gonna taste like cola and natural cola gonna taste better. So they was doing that. And uh, eventually, folks started to come up to the tents and listening to what they were saying. Like, fam, here's why we're selling this. Here's where this money's going. Here's what we do in our neighborhoods. We are not what you think we are as soon as you see the word crip or the word blood. And here we are next to one another, not shooting. Yeah. We working together. And people start buying merch. Little girl was over there drinking out her damn blood pop water bottle. Like, it was like, okay, this shit can actually coexist. So what I thought about this episode was a few things. One, stop stereotyping blacks. Thanks. Period. Um, two, stop giving white people or not even white, stop giving non-blacks the, I guess, courtesy of it's acknowledging okay. their mission. It's okay for your culture to be on display. 
Facts. It is 100% okay Facts. for your culture to be on display. Yeah. And the way that we talk, the way that we dress, the way that we, we communicate our body language is our culture. Yeah. And it's perfectly fine yeah. to be you. Um, you don't have to speak in perfect English every time you speak a word. Facts. Um, if you're dealing, if you're doing business, there's a, a, a there's a universal business language, mm-hmm. so everyone can mm-hmm. understand each other. That's different. Yeah. But like every time you say the quote unquote wrong word, you don't gotta feel a certain way. Yeah. You don't have to dress a certain way, depending on the decor, depending on where you're at. Like it is yeah. okay if you have a brand. Don't let nobody shame you and telling you can't put your brand on a t-shirt and sell them if you want to. Yeah. And maybe you maybe you're not trying to be Ralph Lauren but like why not make money off of you? Yeah. And give motherfuckers a chance. And that's really what I took from this cuz what I saw was about 7 or 8 black men creating something that I've never seen a black man go in his kitchen and say I'm going to make a pop. And no one has ever had has shown the interest in me. Mm-hmm. Remember, we, like last week, we were talking mm-hmm. about Kevin Hart and like, nigga, that's the first time somebody probably yeah. called or told him intelligent. Yeah. No one has shown value in your culture before. Yeah. No one has directly shown you guys yeah. value. Yeah. Now, you can go to school and they teach yeah. you, the, the teacher's supposed to say some shit. I don't know if they're telling the truth or not. You might have Facts. to say this. No one has ever shown value in your specific culture. Yeah. I understand you in the game. Yeah. To an, as long as you're not being criminally active, yeah, I don't care if you're in a gang or not. Let if me get behind ca- this. Let me get behind your... Because here's the thing, and this is kind of the point with the Hells Angels shit. They can give you a whole mission statement, and you'll believe it and disregard all the criminal activity that's taking place within that gang. Facts. But because you hear our criminal activity first... You never get to our mission statement, because again, because we don't, because there is no white on white crime stat. Facts. Oh, I read all that shit. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, these black gang, these motherfuckers have a mission. These people have a. These young men had a fucking purpose. They didn't just join a gang because it was cool. That gang did not just exist because it was necessary. It existed for a reason and until you've heard that reason don't disregard everything because you heard some bad and guess what man some of these guys i just grew up with facts this is my neighborhood facts i'm born like i'm, I'm born into this facts and i was shout born out, into my family as i'm born into this neighborhood shout out to uh to kill a mike too for this particular episode because what he put a positive spin on and put a positive light on like fam that's not to be taken lightly like that man, not only I'm, this wasn't the first time the Bloods and Crips have unified for something, but dog, to have these two get together doing what they were doing, like fam, that nigga was like, yo, don't go buy Coke, don't buy Pepsi, don't. buy this Blood Pop, buy this Cola. and if the problems are the names, we got a bigger fucking problem, nigga, because what these names represent is black people. So listen, man, black culture. Uh. We almost in February, but from this, from here, from Shop Talk, for everybody, we on all everything black, fam. Yeah. And if you black and you got a product, um, bring it up here. Fuck with it, man. Hell yeah. We're fucking with it. Hey. Whatever it is, you, bring it up here. Let me know about it. Let us know about it. Tag This Week in Culture. Tag Shop Talk Podcast. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Whatever. 
We fucking with it because hey. we need to create this. It's all it's all right for our culture to be on display. This episode alone, y'all heard us talk about Tommy's Barbershop, Knowledge Supply, La Culture Cafe, and Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Dirt label. Dirt label. Uh, Detroit versus Detroit versus everybody. Like we're dropping this is free promo, but more importantly, it's Ha- I am happy to tell people about these great bra- um, black brands that exist. And especially because anything we just talked about is from Detroit. So it's to add more, it. more herbs on Seven Mile and St. Mary's. Shout out. Shout I mean, out. Vegan we talking food. That. You want to go. You want they oh, Detroit vegan soul. We dropped that. Besides that, they got medicine all natural. They got alkaline water. I go up there. They were just on Fox 2. Uh, I mean, on Channel 7 this week. Yeah. But I go there. Chef Dunny has been on the show before. Uh, like this is a guy I know personally who does who's cooked the food like black people we we support everybody. Hold on, but. hold on before we even get off that because I got something that's I know uh is gonna be a big deal for Jay especially. Um, did you see the link that the homie Ashley Scott dropped about the uh, Joy neighborhood restaurant? Yeah, yeah, I did. Matter of fact, I had to figure out where it was at because. I don't know what they mean by joint neighborhood, but it's on Plymouth. So, so it's still here's, the same. here's what they meant. Uh, it's all they said about the joy neighborhood was that it's bound by joy road, Plymouth, Greenfield and Southfield. That's my hood. And that's why I knew I had to yeah. bring this up here. Um, I forgot. I meant to respond. Like, Cause I, I, I look at that article a few times yeah. and I, yeah, I looked at it full time. Then I, I Googled and I found out like it's on Plymouth. Like, yeah, that's that's that is my hood in real life. So uh chef and owner Michelle Sykes has recently opened up a it's the first full service restaurant to open in the Joy Road community. Um, or I guess the Joy neighborhood community in nearly twenty years. Her restaurant is called Fusion Flare Kitchen and Cocktails. And again, it's on Plymouth. Only thing over there, only other restaurant, actual restaurant that's been open over there. Yeah, the original starters. <laughs> Shout out, yo! That's the only starters I acknowledge. Damn. First of all, um, that the one at Fairlane, starters. I feel too safe. That one downtown, I feel too sober. So I acknowledge that original starters over there on P Rock. Uh, but yo, Fusion Flare Kitchen and Cocktails. Uh, just want to get them a quick shout out. They have brunch that runs from 11 a.m. to 3, and then they have dinner up until... I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up. I'm definitely going to pull up. Matter of fact, to learn more information about the restaurant, you can go to fusionflare.net. Fusionflare.net. I'm going to reach out to the the homies over there at New Era Detroit. You know, they used to do these... um, they call it a cash mob, or, or um, so essentially they'll pick like a black business once a month, okay, uh, on a Sunday, and everybody just goes there, just flooded, just yeah. flooded. That's how I got up on um, Pasta Bowls uh, on mm, Six Mile, yeah, yeah, like I, and I still go. Like, oh, I follow the them on the gram. Been following them for a few years. Man. Love them, man. I don't uh, know how I found them, but I love them, dog. On one of those little cash mobs, yeah. they they find a black business and everybody go there on this day. And you know what I'm saying to help keep money in the community. Yeah, it's a black-owned burger joint that's over there off. Uh, damn, it ain't off Grand River in Southfield. It's on it's somewhere six over miles in Southfield. Is that six mile? Yeah, it's about two streets off of, off of Southfield Freeway. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yup. And I used to. I ain't know if they were still open. I ain't been in a minute. Spudheads right on Spud six miles. Spudheads. Yeah, yo, man. If you a black business, yo, please fuck with us, man. We gonna try and tag y'all uh, in this post because we giving everybody shoutouts, man. Um. If you got a black business that you want us to just shout out, our audience is, 
unique our audience is dope and our audience supports our own so um we gonna fuck with you but you gotta fuck with us and let us know that you out there because we may not have heard of you yet but i want to make sure that a lot of people have access to your business man but overall what you feel about the killer mike joints man man dope man i'm uh, i'm i'm gonna finish episode three and then watch the rest of them and we'll be back hey uh, we gonna get back for episodes four through six um see if killer mike kept that same energy throughout all six but one through three man i feel like he got a little loose with the ball on episode two, but again, the overall points were definitely there to be had if your mind was open beyond the sex. Uh, and episodes one and three, I thought was flawless, man. He did some great things on these. I do too. Wait, I don't necessarily like all the episodes being available at the same time. It kind of take away from some of the the anticipation of different shows. Like it's the anticipation yeah. of watching. Uh, snowfall yeah. or the anticipation of waiting to the next episode of Game of Thrones yeah. or whatever the show is when everything dropping like I get it some things I'm cool with but some things I'm like man I want some sort of anticipation so what I like that and again, I don't have a Hulu but I, I watch some Hulu shows what I like that they do with their originals they giving you like two at a time Yeah. so I'm gonna give you one and two next week I'm gonna give you three and four or maybe they drop three at a time you know what I'm saying but they're not giving you all of them um, and I was watching a show last night on there and I realized that it said all episodes now available. Like I'm going to give you all these in a nice order. And then at some point yeah. you can get all 10. Cause I feel like if I can watch two or three at a time and then come back for, cause like it's, it, it it's hurtful to my brand yeah. if I only get pub for a week. Yeah. And that's. Because if I got six episodes, That's the point. I can keep the buzz around me and my project yeah. for six weeks can, or eight weeks or versus shit, three. You know what I'm Let saying? Let me get two a week for the Every next two. week on Wednesday, somebody yeah. could be talking about me. Yeah. Un- unless, but now it's just this weekend. But you lose talking. that buzz. And that's so that's kind of going back to the whole, uh, I guess. We live in a very fucking... Fa- you here today, going tomorrow, man. And I think... Be, I mean, look and, at and it. And this is why. Because you would give a nigga, yo, here go yo, 10 oranges, the new blacks. And then once you done watched all 10 or whatever the fuck. But that's the difference between a, a Kendrick, Cole, yeah, a J. Yeah. I'm going to give you this one project every one, 18 months or so. Yeah. I'm not about to give you four I'm not albums. flooding you. And that's, you You want to get into like a Kendrick Drake. goes away. And you miss him. Nigga. Cole goes away. I don't do a bunch of interviews. And you miss, like... Kendra go away, Cole go away, Frank Ocean go away, Rihanna go away. Shit, Big Sean went away. Big Sean, where the fuck is Big Sean? Hey man, hey man, Janae up. covered her tattoo. I don't know how I feel about that. Cooking up. Hey man, hopefully, cause I, I need some bars from Sean, and I actually want to do some work with Sean. But uh, anyway, yo, I I love what Killer Mike's trying to do. I love the attempt. Most importantly, even when I may not agree with the execution, I think the attempt is so necessary. Killer Mike's on my bucket list of, of my interview people, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, Killer Mike, we fucking with you, dog. We we rocking with the show. We gonna be back later this week to review the remaining episodes. I hope he gets a season two because I want to see where his ideas keep going. How much can we open up to these uh, to these different audiences that are on Netflix looking for this shit? YouTube got it. YouTube, I, like nine months. Well, one more wait a year. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's that's where like at this particular point now. Um, we got to start making our own content yeah. and putting it out ourselves. Because if Killer, if I had to go to KillerMike.com and watch these yeah. six, I'm going to KillerMike.com. Yeah. I'll pay 99 cents for it. 
or whatever the joint is. You know what I'm saying? But like, so I don't want to have to wait. That's where for I'm starting a year. To. If you're gonna give me the like power, for instance, if you're gonna give me a show like Power, all right, here go ten weeks, ten episodes, and then we're done. I can't wait a year because in this world of fast paced info, you don't want to lose steam. I don't need you to flood me with all your shit. Come back every six months. But come back six months from now. Cause and that's with power specifically, stars. I hope you listening. You probably not, but fuck y'all. Um, but Courtney, real shit. With power specifically, fam, every successful show on a network uh television channel, the NBCs, the ABCs, CBS's, all that. 20 episode seasons and they split them. You get a winter walking break. Dead. You walking dead come back on, in February yeah, every year. Fam. Come on, on October. Goes off around November, You're December. never going without. Because in certain industries, yeah, with individuals, I may not want to hear or need to hear Kendrick every four months for him to be impactful. But with shit like entertaining television shows, yeah. you want to make sure you keep your audience engaged. And you want to make sure that you don't lose your steam and your ideas. and Because all this shit comes with continuous work and continuous flow of ideas. So... Maybe we can start getting some 20 episode seasons of power. Maybe we can get what's, 10 to 12 from it's Insecure. Last, it's the last season. Well, it's the last bro. season anyway. Um, but anyway, man, we off on a tangent. Killer Mike, we fuck with you. Uh, we'll be back to review the remaining joints. I'm Ant. That's Jade. This Week in Culture, episode 29. We out.